0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
1: Many, 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 PC, PC. And then
0: Shibata comes back. With Chapin fucking, that's a tremendous <laughs> conversation.
1: I live a horrible existence, so,
0: all right, ah, AAA. I'm very hard on yourself just for never yeah. being on a boat, I mean. Uh.
1: Well, I, you know, why don't I know anybody who owns a boat? And we are live here on the Flagship Podcast. I'm Rich Creech, he's Joe Lanza. Joe, how you doing? How you feeling more importantly? I got some shit ask. I'm
0: feeling great. Feeling I great? Be feeling better,
1: great. Than, better than you've ever felt?
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> I always feel I always feel pretty great. I don't
1: know. <laughs> so you uh, you texted me earlier in the week that uh, that you were under the weather. Uh, so this was on like a Monday. You were just saying, "Hey, just to let you know, I'm a little under the weather." We'll see where, where things go. You did want to reiterate that you do not have the flu and you have never had the flu. No, I don't have the flu. And that is that is okay. So that, that, for for new listeners, what is this fascination you have with never having the flu? Because I think we need to uh, identify and discuss it a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I just, there, there are people that maybe don't remember or that you've kind of done that in passing, but what is this? You've never had the flu thing. It's just, it, it's, pre-
0: it's pretty self-explanatory. I've never had the flu. Everybody whines about the flu and I'm like, well, I never had the flu. No.
1: I- and, and, okay. So that that's a perfect setup because what my question to you was, are we talking the actual, cause there are people, and this is an issue that happens all the time. People will say, I have the flu. And what they mean is, I have sinus congestion, or
0: they're big, it means they're big giant babies,
1: right, right, right. And that's kind of what I wanted to get at, because like the actual flu is like horrible. It's it's it yeah. knocks you on your ass. You're done. You, there's a lot of symptoms, but people will be like. They'll do like the sniffles and go like, "Oh, I have the flu," and it's like, "No, you don't have the flu. Like, yeah. you're, you're fine. You're 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 like, yeah, you got some nasal congestion. It might even be bronchitis. It might even be a sinus infection. I know all too well about all those. But like, you don't have the flu. Like, chill out, man. That's a it's a big term to use."
0: Yeah, uh, that's why I don't even think it's that crazy that I've never had the flu.
1: Okay, so I guess that's. I was always under the impression. I guess in the early days of of you bragging about never having the flu. I was always having the impression that you claim that you never had, like, any sort of, like, sinus congestion or bronchitis or uh, anything like that. That is not what you're implying.
0: Well, I've never had bronchitis, no. But...
1: Ah, like you, there, no, there was that one time, a couple years ago, There was that t- the, 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 when Jomi Hanva first made his debut. I think he maybe had bronchitis that time, but...
0: I, I had a loss of voice. I, I never had any diagnosed bronchitis.
1: Nobody is diagnosed. Like, nobody goes to the doctor. It's Amer- We're Americans. We never go to the doctor. Are you kidding? We can't afford it.
0: I go to the doctor all the time. I got supple neck, they tell me. But no, I've I've never been diagnosed with, with the flu or bronchitis or any of these things. I think people are just big, giant babies, and they get the sniffles, and they, and they want to tell everybody that they have the flu or they have bronchitis or they have a sinus infection. You have the sniffles. Suck it up. You'll be fine. Everybody gets them. You know what I mean? Earlier this week, I didn't have a voice. I had no voice. That's why I told you the show was up in the air. I cannot do a show if I cannot speak. That's like a prerequisite. You
1: kind of have to be able to it's, speak. It's, it is, yeah. We and have, we have attempted to do shows. Back in many, many y- y- uh, moons ago, we did try to do uh, a couple shows where you had no voice. And those were not great shows, Joe. They were pretty terrible. There was there was I, one in particular, I, I think co- we went 45 co- minutes. And we were just like, no, this is done. We're done. Like
0: Because I come to work. <laughs>
1: right. When you really should have not come done. to work that day, that that's like the classic like sports analogy where it's like ah this guy he's you know he might have a you know a torn groin but he's out there playing and it's like you know what we should probably just not have the guy with the torn groin playing because he sucks like he's getting burnt on every play like this guy's garbage like get him out of here put the guy that's we're much better off with a healthy guy and and uh, I regret to inform you that all that show many many years ago I think we probably would have been better off just uh, bringing in the reserve instead of uh instead I, was, of I, I
0: remember heavy. that sh- I remember that show it was a great show. And we also did a Wrestle Kingdom like instant reaction show when I had oh like-
1: that right that was uh, I think that was 2020 before the before everything went down so maybe maybe Joe had early COVID that we didn't know about but uh, yeah I do remember that yeah we came on and and I remember you didn't tell me that your voice was gone and you were just like <sighs> I was like what I just thought it was like early and I'm like all right well he'll shake it off or whatever and then uh, you didn't ever shake it off listen
0: listen. <laughs> We're not breaking rocks here. I can, I can, if I, if breaking I, if there's, rocks. yeah, if there's, if my voice works, I can come on here and talk about wrestling for three hours. I mean, geez, my father went to work seven days a week for 30 years, never took a day off manual labor. I can get on a microphone and talk about full gear.
1: With <laughs> talk about sniffles. Miro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. I can do that. It, you know, it, it's not a big deal. You know, maybe my voice sounds a little funny. I think I'm good enough to do the show at this point. You sound just
1: like me. It's going to be very hard to differentiate me and you because you're really like nasally and a little deeper. So it's going to be tough, but that, that, that'll that be fun.
0: Yeah. So, you know, not, none <laughs> of this flu nonsense. I could easily have texted you today and said, oh, I've got the flu. Going to have to take this one off. No, it's a big week. Full gear, big time New Japan topics to talk about. Okay? There's no reason to take off. Nobody died. World Tag
1: League. It's World Tag League season. Nobody takes off World Tag League, you know? It's...
0: Absolutely. We had that other discussion anyway of who would it take to die before I wouldn't do the show. We, we've we had that discussion. We have before. had
1: that discussion. It was a very, very small list. Very, between... dark, very <laughs> dark. dark list discussion. and a small right. list between you and I. Where, like, the, a... <laughs> in, in, the, the list of people that you would still be like, ah, you know what? What can I do? All right, <laughs> Rich, what's going on? Let's talk about Miro and so You're much. You're like...
0: You're like Joe an Uncle. I'm like ah, I'd do the show, you know, get through a show if it's an Uncle, you know. Oh well, sure. Martin, the uncle oh sure. later.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I think the, the honestly the list was like very. It was.
0: It was like people who live in this house. That's it, <laughs>
1: right. right? And then like we said, like maybe I think we 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 may have branched it out to the in laws as well, because that's tough yeah. to be like you know your grieving wife and like her father dies and you're just like. Yeah, yeah. All right, babe. I'll be right back. I gotta go talk to Rich for three hours. Like, you good? Like, right. you know, tap her on the back. All right, I'll be back in like ten thirty, and then we can talk. You know? Yeah. Just yeah, put on yeah. put on some fun TV or something. Yeah, we'll be right back. So she's you know sobbing with her hands in her face. Goes, all right, all right, all right. We'll be right back. So it was like, yeah, it's people that you live with, and then like direct represent like direct people within that as well, like in laws or, or or something like that. But I think you had uh, so I I luckily do not have a scenario where. I've worry about too many, you know, like uh, cousins and uncles and all that sort of stuff. I don't have that big of a family, and and, and Michelle only has a brother, so it's not like that big of a deal. Uh, I, I forget if TLB had had different offshoots as well, but that that brings up an interesting question: Does she have uh, any any siblings? Yes. Now, if one of those died, are you doing the show?
0: Well, when are they? When, when did it happen? Like, if it happened today.
1: Next week, yeah, in a morbid, morbid way, yes, next week. No, like,
0: like, okay, so we do the show on a Thursday. Like, let's say one of her brothers or sisters died on a Thursday afternoon. No, I cannot do
1: that. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So it would, it would, it's not just the in-laws. It does relate to direct siblings and direct family. Well, it depends
0: when. When is the death too? I think that's important.
1: Is it true? Yeah, (laughs) like an hour before the show. Right. There's actually there's a weird. uh, To get even more morbid, there is almost a. Like if it happened at like one p.m., there's no way you could do the show. No, six forty-five. You know what I mean? You're like, babe, I- I'm already like I'm already ready. Like I gotta get. You know that that is that adds a different a different you know, element to it. You know what I mean?
0: You know what's crazy? I think if the show already started and she got a phone call, she'd probably I let you think, go, right? You know, I don't think she'd interrupt me. I think she'd tell me after, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. knowing her personality, she would tell me after. So. But if it happened that day, of course you cannot do the show. Like, but for that—that's very dark. All it's I'm dark. saying Let's is, not do that <laughs> like, I, I probably have a cold. Why would I not do the show if I can talk? I'm going to do the show. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even go to the doctor for whatever this is.
1: What does I mean, a been, self-medication for Joe look like? What, what do you What do you do? You just
0: well, I'm very hesitant to take too many. Uh, pills or drugs i'm real finicky about Mm -hmm. that i am too i
1: don't take anything yeah
0: but you know unless i really feel just terrible terrible i don't like to take things but um i've been like chugging Dayquil, and um she's been forcing me to take some mystery pill before i go to bed i don't even know what it is (laughs) she's like she's like you have to take these pills before you go to bed and i'm like I'm like, well, I, you know, I don't really want... It. She's like, just take the pills before you go to bed. Like, I mean, I'm not going to ask nothing else of you. I'm not going to make you go to the doctor. Just take these pills before you go to bed. So I don't even know what they are. But I've been taking some mystery pill before I go to bed. And, you know, the one thing I can't deal with is the sore throat. I don't like a the sore worst. throat. That's... So when I feel like the sore throat's coming on, I will take the Dayquil because that that helps with the sore throat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I, I I do the same. That's that's my level of medication most times. Like I wake yeah. up one day and I have a sore throat and I immediately I'm just pounding like uh, Alka Seltzer, Dayquil, or whatever. I'm 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 just like the entire day that I'm just drinking fluids. I'm like, no, don't let this happen. Don't let this happen. Uh, and I thankfully avoid most uh, most times. I get sick like twice a year now, so. Um, <laughs> I actually haven't been sick in like two years. (laughs) Knock on wood. Ever since uh, COVID started, I haven't been. I've never been healthier, Joe. Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I
0: never get sick either. Last time I was sick was probably that Tomoaki Hanma show. (laughs) I don't. I don't get sick. I'm very. I'm healthy as an ox over here. The doctor even said so. I don't. I don't get sick. Yeah, but I'm not one of these guys that's going to take like some cocktail of fucking pills every time. I don't. I don't. uh, I don't need any of that. There's two things I can't deal with. I can't deal with a sore throat. That I will attempt to remedy immediately, and I, I really don't like having like a uh, a headache that I have to remedy as well, almost immediately. Yeah, but that's the honestly- the only
1: time I'll take a pill. Yeah, we're we're very similar in that. The only time I will ever take like pain medicine. Yeah. Or anything is if I have a headache. Because, like, I get these horrendous headaches. This is a terrible show. Why would anybody listen to this show? Two, two people talk about when they're sick and what they take, which is nothing and they're never. Yeah. It's a terrible show. Uh, anyway, like, yeah, when I have like a horrible, horrible headache, I immediately take, like, ibuprofen or something like that. Because my, if I start getting a headache, it always turns into a fucking migraine. And then I'm like throwing. It's like a horrific migraine. And I'm throwing up and I feel like shit. That's the only thing. So if I, but if I get that ibuprofen just in time, I'm usually good. So. Um,
0: yeah. Well, whatever I have now, I feel like death when I wake up, but then once I move around for like an hour, I'm fine. That's,
1: and that's always been my theory as well. That that's, I, I always, there's times when I wake up and I'm like, yeah. oh, I feel like crap. And like a lot of people that de- calling into work, you know, doing that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to move around a little bit. I'll do what I do. And if I still feel like shit at noon, then cool. I'll yeah. pack it in and say, look, guys, I feel like absolute dog shit. I'm going home. But mostly by the time it's like nine 30, I'm fine. And it's just completely, you know, perfectly. Okay. So.
0: Uh, I don't know what to tell. You. I'm a healthy, virile man. You know, <laughs> very healthy erections. Everything's working right over here. Congratulations!
1: So just, Congratulations on the erections. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Um, all right. So yeah, we uh, great show for the uh, the thirty to forty <laughs> five demo that we're doing here. The here are headache remedies that we have. So that'd be a good. We should do that podcast. That's Probably better. I think we make more money as like a a health podcast. That seems to be. Not a true chance. crime. What about true crime or health? I are think you, are you can... kidding me?
0: We that was just all awful advice, <laughs> it was all terrible.
1: It's not good.
0: Ah, you feel like shit? Get up and walk it off. <laughs> right,
1: right. No, see, <laughs> we're alter- our alternative medicine is just stop being, you know, just God, yeah, just I don't know, just walk around, just I don't know, go to work, infect you, everybody it, else at your work. Who cares?
0: Yeah, the advice we just gave was don't take any medications, get up and walk it off, and go to work and get everybody else sick. Yes, that's what we just told everybody to do. So that would, this would be a terrible,
1: like, uh, it is, uh, it is bad. Yeah, I I get that. So people give me like back in the day when I was sick, you know, when I would get sick uh, pretty often, even though I haven't been sick in quite a while, um, remarkable, but you know, people would always say, oh, you you should call into work. It's like your obligation to call into work if you're sick or whatever. And I'm like, but here's the problem. Like I get PTO and that PTO is a vacation or it's sick. And there's no difference between a vacation day and a sick day at my work. Yeah. And, I mean, I do vacations. I'm not taking a fucking sick day, you know? Yeah. So I go there, and then I hack or sneeze until someone's just like, Rich, get the hell out of here. And I'm like, all right, cool. See you guys later. Like, they need to tell me to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not taking a PTO day because I'm sick. A, because like we've mentioned before, as the day moves on, you're usually pretty okay. All right, most of the time I'm okay. And two, now I'm using that for vacation. I'm not using it for a sick day. What the hell am I going to do with a sick day? There's nothing worse than taking a sick day. It's the worst. People love yeah. that. Oh, good! I'm just gonna sit on blankets and watch TV. I hate that. That's the worst.
0: <laughs> you're 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 a monster. You rather get go to work and get everybody sick.
1: Correct. Well, that's be- they should give me sick days. They should have more sick days, and then I wouldn't get everybody sick. I brought that point yeah. up to it, it, in a uh, in a review one time. That did not. Uh, they said, "Well, you have PTO days," and I said, "No, those are vacation days to me."
0: You got to go work at a bank. I'm I'm shocked my wife ever goes to work because she'll just randomly not go to work and i'm like what are you doing how are you off again you're just on you were just on vacation now you're now you're home is it a floating
1: she'll, holiday or something
0: <laughs> yeah she'll be like oh i took a sick day then she'll be like oh i took a personal day oh i i have a floating holiday oh i took a. am <laughs> yeah. like do you do they ever expect you to be there like i've never heard of such a thing like i i've never had jobs like that
1: i had one i had I, one job that had all those things and it was very bizarre and at the end like and in the like in the end, like you usually just ended up taking a bunch of those days randomly. Like I took so many fake sick days at that job, so that that was kind of nice. Um, including the one where I called in, I, I called in fake sick, told them I'm sick, and they said, oh, "Okay, all right, well, I'll see you tomorrow." And then as I was walking back to my bed, I stubbed my uh, my pinky toe on on my desk, and I I fractured it. So. It was, like, oh, instant well. karma. <laughs> yes, I looked down. I'm just like, oh, come on. You so that, that sick day was spent, like, actually going to doctors and, like, yeah. doing stuff, which yeah. is just, like, the perfect irony. It was, like, second after I was like, ha, 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 I'm going to sleep in for a little bit, and then this day is mine. I can do whatever I want. And then I just fracture my toe, you know, as I'm going back to the, the bed. It's just, just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah, these, these banks. There's like she she works as little as the Europeans do. It's incredible. <laughs> like she just never works. Very
1: Nordic. Yeah, she's she's, <laughs> she's from Sweden or something, yeah.
0: these Europeans, they never work. Like you talk to these Europeans and they're like, Ah, oh, I get three months off for vacation. Yeah, yeah. Like, we coach, know, I
1: travel in six different countries when I go on vacation and you know.
0: I'm like, they pay? Why are they paying you? <laughs> like to to not be it doesn't I don't understand. <laughs> you know?
1: I will admit that I'm very jealous of that as as a man who loves his vacations, so yeah,
0: I'm not saying I wouldn't take it if I had to, if if it was offered to me. I'm just surprised that like, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, but don't. it's
1: definitely a different working culture. Uh, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, if I miss like a day, like say I did take a day off, like I come back and the whole the whole thing's on fire. You know what I mean? Everyone's I I I wasn't there. Nothing got done. Everything that I was supposed to do, nobody you know helped me. It's a fucking disaster. Like I don't even like taking days off. It's such a that's pain I, in the ass. <laughs>
0: that's what I say to my wife, I'm like. When you don't just when you wake up in the morning and just randomly decide I don't want to go to work, who does your job? She's like, I don't know, it's not my problem.
1: That would kill me. Yeah.
0: I'm like, I how do you how do you live? I could (laughs) never you know what I mean? Like she's like, Yes, somebody'll
1: do it, or they don't. And I'm
0: like, Oh god.
1: The anxiety of hearing you say that makes me anxious, you know.
0: I'm like, weren't you supposed to close the bank today? She's like, Yeah. I'm like, Well then who's gonna close the bank? (laughs) She's like, they're just going to have to figure it out. And I'm just like, that's it. That, I'm just, my brain is just ex- blowing up and expanding. Like, how is that even? Because the, the Especially the a world, bank,
1: you know what I mean? It's, it's like, there's a lot of things going on at a bank. Like, that's a pretty big deal. So,
0: The world I come from just does not operate like that. You know, like, it just wouldn't, it just can't be. But, uh, that, that and that's just like, that's like the norm in all, a lot of these European countries. They just these people never go to work, it, which which is great for them, I guess.
1: I mean, Absolutely. Great gig if you can get it, for sure. To,
0: to never go to work, I will cough my way through this show. That's what I'm going to do because, uh, like I said, I would feel enormous guilt not doing the show for the people. Why? Because I got a, a stuffy nose. I mean, give me a break. You know, Like I said, we're not breaking rocks here. I'm talking about wrestling.
1: Yeah, we're not going to the mine. So, <laughs> we're not- yeah.
0: The mine with the canary. The canary, you know, you bring the canary, canary in the down coal the mine. mine yeah. well,
1: canary in the coal mine. Yeah. No, we're not doing it. that. So, no. uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun show. There's a lot to get to uh, this week. We're going to talk all about New Japan Pro Wrestling. We have the Power Struggle Show. We got Best of the Super Juniors, World Tag League. We got the lineups for both of those. We also have the Battle in the Valley this weekend as well uh, in San Jose. That one will be on Fight TV if you want to watch it live. And uh, we'll be obviously talking about that, previewing that. Uh, and whatnot. We got some other additional topics if we need to get to it, but we're going to start out and, and and probably talk pretty extensively uh, about AEW and this weekend's Full Gear show. It's on Saturday, uh, AEW Full Gear. If you do not know, we are doing a live instant reaction immediately following. Full gear on Saturday. So this right when the show is done, it's usually about 5 or 10 minutes after the show is done, you and I go live and we talk and we talk and we talk. We usually do about two hours or so of recaps. We go match by match, give our ratings, give our thoughts, give our reactions, all that other stuff. It's, it's among our most popular shows we've ever done. Uh, always on the Patreon. It's always super popular. The chat room is always uh, going nuts as well. So it's always a good, really, really, really fun time. So that's the $10 tier uh, at patreon.com slash voices of wrestling uh, there so it is going to be immediately following full gear uh, on Saturday again $10 tier so do you want to do that right now just so you make sure you're you're all set and ready to go uh, because yeah well, like we said five to 10 minutes after the show we hit live and we go and we usually do yeah like an hour and a half to two hours recapping everything and that will be as you always say our only time that we're going to recap full gear match by match so if you want to hear what we thought about full gear that is the place to do it uh, right there on that instant reaction live immediately following full gear on saturday night so uh uh... i've been
0: been stressing this all week to to for people just to upgrade to 10 or get in on the 10 now and not wait until the night of because everyone always waits until the night of and they do the impulse buy and then they miss half the show and they got to go back and listen to it and uh today we did have a number of upgrades and subscriptions to that 10 dollar tier people getting ahead of it so um you may as well just do it now. Get the benefits of the $10 tier for as many days of the month as you can. Don't wait until full gear to do it. Just do it now. You know, slap pause on this thing and uh, go subscribe. Or if you're already on the $5 tier, go upgrade and just, uh, just get ahead of it. So uh, night of, we always have to wait around because all the subscriptions are coming in at the last minute. And we wait for them to slow down. And, right, and, we
1: feel bad. We feel bad because yeah. yeah, we get ready to go live, and then we refresh, and there's like ten new ten dollars, t- and we know that they're scrambling and they're trying to log in, and they're connecting this and connecting trying to that, figure it all out. Yeah, yeah, Maybe
0: they have never subscribed before. They don't. So it's like we we wait and we wait. But uh, you know, just get ahead of it. Don't do the impulse buy, and and that's what we we see the names of the people who subscribe. You do it every pay per view. Just do it now and get it over with, so you're ahead of the game. And then you'll have those ten dollar benefits uh, for the full month anyway. So, uh, yeah, get ahead of that, and we are gonna plug that about a thousand times today. So,
1: yeah, it should be it should be, be going on. And they, these, are, like I said, are among our most popular shows. The chat room is always going nuts uh, night of. So it's it's a, just a fun atmosphere to be in. We're reacting. We're usually having a little bit of fun. Uh, they're they're definitely loose shows. They're they're very fun shows. The chat room is always going nuts. So it's it's a whole a uh, whole hell of a lot of fun. We'll be doing that again uh, on Saturday night. But uh, overall, AEW Full Gear. Uh, I have not listened to the Thursday your reviews, so all of your thoughts on these matches, or all your thoughts on recent dynamites, or I, I don't know. So uh, I'm sorry if I uh, repeat points that you brought up, but I have not listened to Thursday your reviews. I have no idea what you think about the build of all of, of full gear. I have no clue, but uh, I am way into this show. I think this is an awesome show on paper. Uh, to me, right now, AEW is like almost a perfect wrestling roster for for what I like and what I want out of my wrestling, and and especially this show. I think has so much stuff that I like uh, in it. It's got you know top tier matches, well built matches, long built matches. It's got good in ring stuff, and we'll, we'll talk about some of those. It's got you know just absolute perfect heel babyface dynamics between some of the matches. It's got you know up and comers. It's got you know personality, uh, you know real personality driven matches and stuff. I I think this is a tremendous show. I I cannot wait for this Saturday to watch Full Gear. What what are your overall thoughts on the show?
0: Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. They have a lot to live up to if they're going to match all in because I think that was one of the greatest pay-per-views ever and it was easily their best pay-per-view. All out, all out. All out, all out. All in in was good too, Um, but yeah. And I don't know if this looks as good as that on paper, but that doesn't always necessarily mean anything. It can end up being better anyway. Um, But we'll see. I do think it's a good lineup on paper and I do think it's been a really good build. I think most of these matches, as I'm looking at the card now, um one, two, three, four, five, Oof. six, seven, eight. Well, there's nine matches on this thing. I would say that of those nine two, three, five. five <laughs> I'd say seven of the nine have had excellent builds. So I mean that's really hard to do. That's not That's not easy to do, to have seven out of nine yeah. matches, have what I would call an excellent build. I don't think Britt Conti has had an excellent build. I think that build has been fine. And I don't think Lucha Brothers FTR has had an excellent build. Um, it's been fine. I mean, I didn't really like well, – we'll see what they do Friday. Maybe they do something Friday for some of these matches too because there is a rampage to go. But everything else, I think the build has been excellent. And hot. And yeah. in some cases, it only in a matter of the last 10 days or so, when the matches came together, which is, again, very hard to do.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And, and and some of the ones that we're talking about, like, I, I'm with you that the all out card itself looked better on paper, like it looked like there were better matches uh, on the all out card. But I think the reason why and, and I think you brought it up exactly the reason why I'm, I'm I think a little more hyped for full gear is is that and I, I you know I was attending all out live and it was gonna be a a, a great atmosphere and a really cool moment or whatever whatnot. But full gear to me, like it really it, it strikes this like really cool balance of when I think pro wrestling is really excelling and really great. And and like I said, it's because the some of the builds are like there's really fun, interesting matchups between the two. And and you know, there's one match there that like I don't know that I'm really looking forward to the bell to bell of the match. I just fucking love it. like it just they just built it up exactly how you're supposed to build up a pro wrestling match between, you know. The baby face in the heel, good versus evil, the good, you know, the, the fan favorite versus the hated, you know, like just real, real cool stuff in, in terms of that. So there's a lot of stuff that I like. And then there's, you know, some shades of gray matches, too, where it's like, hey, I don't know how the fans are going to react. or I, it's So I, I don't know. Like, to me, I think the build has been pretty damn good for, for like you said, seven out of the matches. Uh, uh, there, I, I would pretty much agree with the exact same ones that you said, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this show. Uh, I think it's gonna be a tremendous, tremendous show. Uh, in ring, who knows? But I, I think build wise, they've they've definitely gotten there, and uh, no doubt in my mind, they're gonna be just a molten hot crowd, and and uh, we'll see uh, see what happens in the ring. But uh, let's uh, you wanna go match by match uh, on the show. We'll start. Uh, let's start with the main event. We'll work our way up, and then 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 work our way down here. Uh, AEW World Championship, Kenny Omega defending against Hangman Page. I. I can't say that I loved uh, the old contract signing <laughs> in the go home angle but uh, I think there's it's really hard to not make this build great. I mean it's pretty much been done for two you know we're going on two years now definitely at least like you know a year uh, with, with the hangman page omega story and and you know doing some of the stop starts has had made a lot of people angry and a lot of people say oh it's over it's done there's no way I can't do it anymore but you know it's all gotten to this point and I don't think anybody's really going to care. On Saturday, that like at one point, you know, Hangman Page lost a match to you know eight months ago, you, you know, like, but everybody would freak out at those times, say, "Oh, it's over! Ah, oh, the the Hangman push is done. The Hangman push is done." And and it's fine, you know. what I mean, so it's 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 gonna be a really cool match, and and I think the build's been uh, solid. I, I I can't say that the go home angle was spectacular, but I think it 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 hit all the notes that you want for like a you know a, a, a typical kind of quote unquote pro wrestling build or whatever. I think they probably could have done a little bit better with that. We'll see if they do anything on Friday, but I mean, ultimately. Omega oh, Page is, is so highly anticipated, and it, it's going to be potentially a huge, huge moment in, uh, in AEW history. So uh, what do you think of the build? And, and really, I guess the question everyone's asking, is this the time? Do you do the Hangman title switch on this night? Do you have to do it right now? Can you afford to not do it? W- where do you stand on that?
0: I like the angle on Wednesday. I like the Don Callis thing. I thought it was creative because they made you think that he was away for, like, shoot reasons. They even fooled a couple reporters.
1: Oh, there were people saying, "I think that. I haven't heard about Callus, but I, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm asking if he maybe got fired or something." Yeah, it was cool
0: because they they quietly took him off the show graphic, the match graphic, and um, you know, and and he kind of just disappeared for a while. And then I don't think anyone was expecting that, you know, in disguise as the cameraman. And then they, they bloody him up, and Omega signs the contract with the blood. Just when you think Omega's playing it straight after he offered the handshake. I liked it. Um, but I could see where maybe you thought it was goofy. But um, I, I thought it was a good – I don't think they'll do anything Friday. I think that's your match close. I think because that was the heat. That's a lot of heat. So I think that's a good angle to to close things out and get people ready for the match. Um, I'm torn on what I think would be the better outcome. You know, if, if Hangman loses, you're going to hear all that stuff again. How they're blowing it with Hangman and everything. You know, this is getting very reminiscent of Tetsuya Naito, and all the same arguments we heard during the Naito build. Every time Naito would come close and then come up short, and people would claim that um, you know uh, they were going to run all the fans off, and 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 fans were going to be impatient, and this time they really and they never. And, and I was steadfast the entire way with Naito. It was they they made all the right decisions every step of the way. They ended up drawing more money because they waited and were patient and did it at the right time than if they would have rushed and did it when everybody wanted them to do it. And I kind of think that's the case here. I, I really don't think there's a wrong decision. I think if hangman wins, I think that works. I think if Kenny retains, I think that works too, because I think there's a lot lot of money that you can make and squeeze out of this Kenny Omega title reign now that you have people like Brian Danielson and CM Punk in the company. And um, they've already teased. They've done some subtle teasing of Kenny Omega and Adam Cole not getting Mm -hmm. along. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of jealousy where Kenny's a little jealous that the Bucks are giving all their attention to Adam Cole. So there's a lot of money you could make on a longer Kenny Omega title reign. And I am of the belief that depending on how he loses – Hangman would still be fine if he didn't win the title here. Now, it all depends how they do it. You know, it, all, it, it, it always depends on on how you do it. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's everybody, like you said, has pressed the panic button over Hangman all the other times. He's come up short and they can't keep fucking with the fans. I, I don't buy that. I think the tortured baby face is always a good story. Well, not always a good story, but is generally a good story And I think it's a good story when it comes to this character. This character has a tortured baby face who can't quite seem to overcome himself is a great story. And I do not think the fans would give up on this character. Um, You always run that risk and you do have to be careful of people losing faith, but I don't think we're anywhere near that point with this guy. And I do think he could survive another loss depending on how it came off. Uh, So I'm okay with either result. And I'm, and I'm really undecided on what I would rather see happen. You know, I think in some ways it's the right time for Hangman. In some ways it might – I think it might be a little too soon. Make these fans salivate for it. Rich, does this sound like my NITO audio or what? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I'll just play a clip. Yeah.
0: <laughs> make these fans fucking sal- – make them angry. Make them angry and make them salivate for it because I think you could squeeze more money out of this thing. You know? And I, and I understand it's a risk, but I think this company has incredibly loyal fans. And I think the Hangman fans are incredibly loyal to Hangman. And I think with each loss, you know, that bond between him and the fans just becomes stronger, you know? And yeah, you know, this – so I don't think it's – if you're a Hangman fan and you're just getting ready for a coronation Saturday, I all I would say to that is you might get it. But don't be shocked if you don't, you know, the long-term arc of this guy might be the guy who just can't get it done. And until he truly overcomes all of his demons and himself, and I don't know that he's done that yet. You know, and and, and maybe it'll take another year. Maybe it'll take another six months. Maybe it'll take another three or five. I don't know. But I'm not 100% convinced he wins, And I'm not nece- and I don't necessarily think that would be the wrong choice.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I'm I'm going into this night basically being like, hey, look, I, I I'm curious to see what story they tell, and I'm curious to see what direction they go in because I you can absolutely justify either way. You can absolutely justify. Let's keep the hangman thing going. Let's have him really get tortured, really you know have to dig in deep, really have to work his way back up there. Like that makes all the sense in the world, and it's it's like you said, it's an incredible risk, and and many wrestling promoters have 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 failed at that risk. Many has, have succeeded. Many, many have have succeeded. Probably more have succeeded in that than have failed in that, but the failures are so prominent and so relevant and the ones that people just always bring up. Okay, they, you know, and, and I think Suit Williams... Uh, who did the preview for uh, Voices of Wrestling brought up a many, you know, a, a few of those examples. The Tyler Black is the one that you know of recent vintage that everybody brings up. But you know, there's Hulk Hogan in AEW, you know, back in 1983. I forget the name of the show yeah, where it was yeah. like, oh, this is the time, and then they didn't do it, and then that. I mean, Hogan lost faith in that company and said, all right, you're never going to do this thing with me, so I'm out. I'm leaving. And McMahon, within three weeks, was like, hey, you're my fucking champion. Let's go. Let's make a ton of money. And uh, they made a ton of money. So you know, it, it happens, and and it's a, it's a huge risk. It's a huge, huge risk. But I think that. Hangman's the right guy to do it if you're going to do that. I think AEW is the right company to do it if you're going to do it. And uh, I think you could stretch it out if you want. You know, my argument would be, and and I think the way that I see this playing out, and and, and I guess I'll get your take on this as well, is you mentioned some of the stuff that Kenny, that, okay, you got the Adam Cole story. You have this story. You have guys. There's a lot of stuff that Kenny can be doing that I think he doesn't necessarily need the title to do. And in some cases might be better off if he doesn't have the title. Uh, as well, because to me, I think the Adam Cole story is a lot cooler if it's separated from the title. Like, it, that's a big time main event, you know, angle, the the breakup of the elites and uh, Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. And you can do all that sort of stuff. And I think you can do that stuff without the title. And Evan, it probably even helps your shows to have, you know, okay, Hangman Page is our champion and yada, yada. He's facing these guys. And then also, you know, the semi main event or so the main event of this show is Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. You know, I, I think you can do that and separate that story from. Uh, the title and yeah is it too early maybe to do the Adam Cole Kenny Omega split thing maybe but I think there's probably ways that that you know I, and, and there's many different ways I don't want to get into like fantasy booking or whatever but there's numerous ways that you know the elite come out to help Kenny and they screw up or you know the Dark Order stops them or something like that and that's how Hangman wins and Kenny can kind of say hey where were you guys or you didn't help me and uh, yada yada and all that sort of stuff so there's a lot, of, a lot of things you can do and a lot of stories you can tell but to me a lot of those stories that that you said for Kenny I think those stories can be told maybe even a little bit better without the world title. And that's where I think that ultimately if I was making that decision, if I was quote unquote in the room, I would say, okay, let's do the hangman thing. Now I think now's a good time to do it uh, because we can move Kenny into a bunch of other things, a bunch of interesting stories and a bunch of unique things that he can do. And he can do those without the title uh, as well. Well, at the same time, we now have a brand new champion that can, that can main event on his own right as well.
0: I completely agree. And that's what I've been pushing behind the paywall because the obvious program is Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson because they had that first great match that drew a big number and it was a draw. So obviously they have plans to do more of that. And I think it's easier to do that without the title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because and, the the and title's a burden at
1: that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and not to interrupt, but like, you know, this is a big thing that I've talked about in my, you know, I'm doing the CM Punk series on Patreon and I also did the Daniel Bryan series uh on, on patreon as well both those are up there right now patreon.com slash voices of wrestling and, and one thing i had to reiterate to people who weren't around during the peak days of ring of honor is that very often because you know a lot of people were asking well why, why did punk never win the you know, title before he was going to leave or why did danielson never get any title shots or he didn't have the title for very long or he didn't have the title for a couple years ring of honor used to and and i think this is the way to book a wrestling company very well is you don't always need to have your top top guys have the title in some cases it's better if your top guys don't have the title. In some cases, you want your upper mid-card guys, your upper, upper, uh, you know, main event guy. Like those sort of you, you want those guys to have the titles. You want your secondary dudes to have the titles because the big dogs, they don't need a title. Like homicide and CM Punk and and, and those guys and Daniel Bryan, they didn't or Brian Daniel said they didn't need the title you know in Ring of Honor it was fine instead it was better off if guys like Xavier had it for a little bit or James Gibson had it for a little bit or stuff like that and a lot of people don't understand that they're like well what? I don't understand like these are the top guys why don't they have the title and that's okay like in some cases that's a better way to book because like I said now you have two main events you have a, a baked in main event of whoever your champion is that guy is always going to be in a main event if you protect your title well enough but then you also have stars that can do stuff otherwise and hell that's our main event now and that and that's, that's the perfect mix when you have people and we always complain about That with WWE and WWE, they're really bad at telling stories. So everyone's motivations is just the championship, and every title has to be every every match has to be related to the championship because they have just no other story to tell, no other way to do it, and and it becomes a crutch. Like it makes. Anything that doesn't involve a title feel like it's you know unimportant. And AEW hasn't done that so far, and I think this would be a great step to move the title onto Hangman Page, a guy who I don't think I don't think honestly with a straight face anybody would say he's like the top dude in AEW. You, you know what I mean? Like I think he's got a huge fan base, and and people obviously love him. And there's a lot of stuff you can do with Hangman Page. But like I think there was a bunch of other guys that are bigger you know quote unquote stars than him. But I think this is the perfect time to make him the champion. And then yeah, you're big time. Like you said, your Omegas and your Danielsons and your Punks and and those sort of guys and your Coles and all those guys, they can get involved in stories. And, yeah, I think they're a little bit cleaner if it doesn't involve the title. You can get a little bit more creative with who wins and who loses uh, and all those sort of things. So, yeah, I i i think that booking style, it, to me, it, it, it seems like what AEW is kind of striving to get to. And, and we'll see on Saturday if that's ultimately their goal.
0: Well, I almost feel like having the title involved in an Omega Danielson program is a burden. Yeah. Because then you have to worry about that, you know, trading your title back and forth. If you get the title out of the way and just let those guys have a program, then you can book a cleaner story and not worry about trading the title back and forth or who or who has the title. You could just tell whatever story you're going to tell with those two guys. And I think Omega has more things in front of him, more money-drawing uh, feuds in front of him um, without even without having the title uh, than, than Hangman would. So it might be the smarter play to just put the title on Hangman now, right? And then all of his programs benefit by being title programs. And they all are upped in the prestige factor because they're title programs. Whereas if Omega gets into programs with Brian Danielson or, or Adam Cole or CM Punk, they're going to be money programs with the title or not. You don't need the title involved to draw money with those programs. Um, the only thing there is you run the risk of those programs – overshadowing Hangman's title reign, but that's on Hangman. My answer to that would be get over, get over more than those guys. We're giving you the ball. We're putting the title on you. Uh, You know, now you have to take the ball and score. That's how this works. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, you're, you're in big boy territory now, if you're the champion. So, uh, you know, you got to compete maybe with the Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson feud on the same card as you. Right. I mean, that's just the way it goes. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But that's why I say I, I really don't think they can go wrong either way. But it might just be smarter to put the title on Hangman now because Omega could do so many interesting money drawing things without that title.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, again, like you said, to kind of reiterate it, it, it is a lot cleaner than like Kenny can, can take losses and it's not going to be the end of the world. And and they, you don't have to protect those losses with DQs. You don't have to do draws, you know, it can really have it. And, and yeah, so you have the Danos and stuff. Like you said, you have the Cole stuff, like you said, and if the, if the Cole stuff blows up, then you have Countless other matches between those guys. You have Omega versus the Box. You have, i mean, there's so many other things you can do uh, with Omega, especially if you flip him out of the face side. So, uh, yeah, I think I, to me personally, I think it, it'd be time to do it. Not necessarily because I think this is like the time you have to do it for Hangman or it's going to lose. I'm a more of this sense of I think there's a lot more stuff you can do with Kenny without the title, so I want to go in that direction and kind of let him go off and, and, and do that sort of stuff. But yeah, and, and you know, in the same breath, like if omega just beats him i i'm not i don't think it's the end of the world i'm not doom and gloom like other people are or other people will be uh i just think that it's probably a, a decent time to do it because omega i think can do, can just do a lot more so
0: I, I never bought for a second that these lij fans were ever going to give up on new japan or give up on naito with each of his crushing setbacks i never bought it for a second and i don't buy for a second that the, that there are AEW fans or Hangman Page fans who are going to stop watching the show if he doesn't win the title Saturday I don't buy it I never buy that stuff it's just it's people's emotions talking and they never mean it 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 especially when it when 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 it's characters when it, when you have characters like Naito and Hangman who have that emotional connection with people it's uh it, it's even less so you know it's it, it's just I don't and, and and the AEW fan base is so loyal that core fan base is so loyal that um, I I don't buy it for a second I think um, now, now look if you you can you can beat the guy in a humiliating way and I think that would be off-putting to people. It always matters how you do it like that always matters too um you know you, you look at Naito when he lost to Okada in the Tokyo Dome you know they that, that was handled perfectly. He just got cocky remember and he and, and he got cocky and he went for the Stardust press and that it was like on him right and that was an added element to the story. Right, it wasn't just Okada, jobbing him out clean in the middle. Right, Okada
1: didn't pick him up and hit him three rainmakers, then pin his ass with his foot on his chest like that would be different. Yeah,
0: like that would have been a completely different thing. Like like the way he beat Nakamura in the G1 final, which was a statement win that said I'm the leader of chaos now. He hit him with three rainmakers and did everything but pin him with a foot on his chest. It was very symbolic. That's not how that win over Naito was. Naito blew that one. He had Okada beat. And he got cocky, and he blew it, and and it, it was on night, and that was a you know that moved the story forward, right? So it all, it matters how you do it, but I'm confident that this company wouldn't have Kenny Omega embarrass you know Hangman Page in the center of the ring and beat him in humiliating fashion. I mean they'll find a way to do it where there's added sympathy onto Hangman's story. Um, now I do think the guy should win the title eventually. I'm just not 100% convinced it has to happen on Saturday or else. That's all.
1: Yeah, I I, I think, you know, we're we're both on the same page there. It's like, yeah, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't happen, I think it's fine both ways, too. So uh, that will not, I mean, obviously, the Doom and Gloom will be very, very fun to watch on Saturday. So, uh, in one respect, I actually do kind of hope that he loses just to see all the, you know, concern troll oh my god it's over ah this it's it's this is wcw all over again is, it's like come this, come is
0: Naito com- this is our this is our conversation i know
1: because we were rooting now. for nights to lose just so like more and more people could say i'm never watching this company ever again and then the next month it'd be like you know more people watching that for every single time so
0: there was a shade and freud aspect to it yeah I oh mean, for sure oh, absolutely, without question but i mean um i just think i don't know I feel like Omega has more interesting things in front of him than Hangman, too. Like, if Hangman wins, then what? What, he faces Miro? I'm supposed to get worked up about that? I mean, where where does Hangman go? That's kind of the end of his arc.
1: Yeah, and and then you do run into that risk, too, and that that is – Always going to potentially be an issue with with somebody like a Hangman because so much of his story is is this struggle and this climb and this you know, Omega. Yeah, and like once he well, does it, it's like all right. <laughs> so now, you, okay, what's the next story? And he like either
0: keeps he either keeps feuding with Omega. Yeah. Or or you know or or Miro beats Danielson and he faces Miro, but that's like just a one off match. That's not going to be any and he's not going to lose. Then what? I mean. Does he like? Do they do something with Dark Order? I have no interest in that. It, you know, it's like his 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 arc is complete. It's like now, what do you do with the guy? You know, for Naito, it was they have evil turn on him. That was the next big step, right? He had the he had the place he had the uh, the the place like the the the, the uh, placeholder defense against Kenta, and then they did the evil turn. So if Hangman wins, he'll have a placeholder defense against Mio. Let's say. And then what? And then what do you do? Like they had a plan for NITO. The LIJ split and that and the whole that whole thing and no matter where you stand on evil or whatever, they at least had a plan. I don't know where you go with Hangman after, because he needs a new arc now. And is it and and like you're saying, you run a risk. Does he have that same connection with the fans if he's not this lovable, borderline alcoholic guy who just can't get over his own depression? Well, now he's the champion. So there's nothing like what is there to get over now? Like, he, he achieved it. He beat everything, and he overcame his demons, and he won. Now what? So there's that risk, too. Like, maybe there's no more story to tell with this guy if he wins. I think in a lot of ways it's more interesting if he loses. I think everything is more interesting. Kenny has more interesting things in front of him than Hangman does, and Hangman's arc is still incomplete, and we get to tell more of his story. So I, I think that's a good argument for Kenny retaining. You know, so um, I think it's real easy just to say, yeah, belt them up now, belt them up now. But OK, but it's always what's next. And I'm not sure there is a compelling next for Hangman Page.
1: Yeah, we'll see on Saturday. It'll, it'll be it'll be definitely be fascinating. I like that we have this conversation that, that neither of us are really certain who is going to win and no one's really certain which way it's going to go or nobody's really certain. I, I, I like that. That that adds a little bit of intrigue. And, and, and uh, yeah, I'll be excited to see. Uh, what happens Saturday. I'm sure there'll be plenty of reactions no matter what uh, well, let uh, they me decide ask to you this. do. Yeah.
0: Do you think the Miro Danielson outcome tips off the, the outcome of the main event? Because uh, I
1: think yes. Yes. And because I have a very distinct person that I think is going to win this, that I think is an underdog. And I believe the betting lines have this person as an underdog as well. But, uh, yeah, Miro. Okay. Because I, I, like, I want to, I guess we'll, we'll just jump to that match, then we'll go to, to, to yeah. Britt Baker and Ty Conti. Like, I'm Miro's winning this match. Like I, I would bet the house on it.
0: And if Miro wins wins this match, Hangman is definitely Correct. winning. Correct. Because yes. because Miro Kenny Omega is weird psychology, and they're not doing. I hate that. it. Yeah, I hate
1: it. I don't I don't want to see that match right now. So no.
0: They're not doing Miro versus Kenny Omega. They're just not. Um, unless Kenny Omega is doing some kind of turn that nobody sees coming, you're not doing that match. So, to me, the result of this match is going to tip off the main event because I also do not think they would do Brian Danielson versus Hangman. No, no,
1: yeah. If Danielson wins that, Omega's winning it. Because that that instantly gets you to that Omega Danielson thing that we said. And, like, yeah, while we think it's cleaner to have it without the title, they might say, well, fuck, we have Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson for the AEW world title as our that's main gonna event. The- like, that's going to yeah. draw a lot of money. People are going to pay money to watch that match. So See,
0: what, once you sign a Brian Danielson, y- you change your plans if you have to. Right. Because especially as well as that match did for TV. So – a Danielson Omega program for the title, even though I think it can be a cleaner program without it. If you think you can make a shit ton of money on your next pay per view by putting those two in a title match, you fucking, you do it. Hangman can wait. I know people aren't going to want to hear that, but he can wait because you, you, if you can make that money, you make that money. But I don't think they would do Brian Danielson, Hangman Page, because as you know, that'd be a great match and everything. That's not the way to get, that's not a great way to get Hangman Page off on a good start in a title reign because the crowd's going to be split. You want to get him in there with a clear-cut heel and get him off to a good start. I wouldn't I would not put him in a situation where he's in there with another wrestler who everybody loves and he's in and you know you're getting 50-50 crowd reactions. I would not do that. So, I do not think if Danielson wins that Hangman is going I would be very surprised if they're doing Hangman Danielson at the next pay-per-view. Now that match would be less surprising. Miro Omega, I think there's a zero percent chance they're doing that. No, match. I hate I hate but, that
1: match and it sucks. Yeah, don't do that match. That's weird. That, that's weird.
0: M- Miro Hangman just makes too much sense because Miro's a beatable, hundred percent heel challenger who's a perfect placeholder. He's Kenta in my Naito comparison. Kenta was perfect for that. For that. Um, whatever, Dominion, uh, what was that, Dominion? That was, uh, was,
1: I don't know if it was a new beginning. I forget if it was a new beginning or whatever. New it feels whatever like so long be. ago. At that point, it was only 20- only a year ago. Uh, or no, well, coming up on two years now, but I believe it was a new beginning, but I might be wrong.
0: Yeah, you know, whatever. It, 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 they drew 11,000 fans or whatever. He was perfect, because Kent is just a guy. He was a heel, and you beat him, and you get the champ off to a good start. That Miro's perfect for that spot. But, uh, so yeah, I no, I think there's a good chance that this match is actually going to tip off the main event. But what can you do? I mean, there's nothing. I mean.
1: It's fine. I guess that's booking. I, I mean, when, that's book, when you book. Well, that sometimes that happens. And that's OK. Yes,
0: that's true. That's true. Sometimes when you, you're right, when you book well, sometimes it's easy to predict. But sometimes it's better just to do what's expected then try to fool people right like right
1: to, to, so to show up on set on, on saturday and say ah people think that miro's gonna win or people think is gonna win or yeah so let's change it all we'll change it up so nobody knows who and like yeah that, that's one company does that and that's not a great way to book it's actually a, a horrendous way to book so um, so i
0: think miro is just a stand in for whatever they were going to do with mox i think they're doing with miro and Yeah, you'd rather have Mox in that spot. Sure,
1: sure, sure. But I I think, you know, honestly, and and this is going to kind of be my hot take, because I think they've done a really good job. I love the Miro Danielson thing. I I think that's been a really, really... It's only been built up for a couple weeks, obviously, because Miro got kind of thrust in there. And... I mean, they're not like, they're not not addressing that. You know what I mean? Miro's just like, hey, look, I don't really, you know, I'm, I kind of got in here, you know, via, you know, some things happened to get me here, but I don't care because like on that night, I'm, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to go home to my wife. You want to go home to your wife? Well, too damn bad. I'm going to whoop your ass and go home to my wife. And it's just like, it's so simple. And so, but Miro is awesome. I, I love this Miro character right now because he's just no nonsense. He looks into a fucking camera, looks into a mirror and says, I'm going to beat your ass. And you go, fuck, that guy looks like he can beat my ass. All right. And that's it. <laughs> you know, it's that simple. It's that easy. And to me, like there was so much in the Dynamite commentary that led me to believe that Miro was winning this match. because And, and they, they hit it very strong. Uh, as well which led me to believe that they were kind of tipping it off and that's going to be part of the story is is JR and Excalibur and Tony being like man Danielson is just like he's not taking nights off he's wrestling every single night he's going out there and he's busting his ass and he's having these these long matches and he's going out there and he's working and he's wrestling and and you know yeah he's undefeated and yeah he's piling up a lot of you know big wins in in a short amount of time but like dude's got to take a night off like dude's got to chill cuz like he's he's just came back and he's just working his way into shape and, and and I think it tells the perfect story that Miro can say hey look you came in I took nights off. I took weeks off. I prepared for this tournament final. You were busy wrestling Rocky Romero. You were busy fucking around. You know, grappling with Bobby Fish or whatever. And I was ready for this tournament, and I was ready to win that title. So yeah, you were worried about going and wrestling everybody you wanted to do and doing your little wrestling tour. I'm worried about winning this tournament. I'm worried about getting that title shot. And I think that's just a perfect way to tell this story where Danielson doesn't look like a chump for losing to Miro. And and like I saw a lot of people say like, oh, he can't lose to somebody like a Miro. I honestly, I think Dan, uh, fuck, I'm doing the Daniel Bryan. Series for Patreon. So it is very hard to switch between the Danielson. Uh, so I will call him Daniel Bryan sometimes. You know who the hell I'm talking about. But Brian Danielson, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think you need to quote unquote protect Brian Danielson as much as people seem to think you do. Yeah. Do you want to have him losing, you know, every single week? No. But like, he can lose to a Miro. He yeah. He
0: just lo- won. He just won a thousand matches in a
1: row. Right, he it's Brian Danielson. Win. Like no one's gonna be like, oh, I mean, I thought this guy was good, but <laughs> he lost to Miro, so now I don't like it. Like it's Brian Danielson. It's gonna be okay. Like it'll be fine. So yeah, I think he can lose to somebody like a Miro, and I think you have the built-in, baked-in story there where Miro can say, Hey, look, you you stretch yourself way too thin, and even Danielson could say, You know, I I, I came back, and I'm just excited to be wrestling again. And I took too many matches, I took too much time, I, I was too worried about getting in the ring, and and I wasn't focused enough on this tournament, and I got it, it, it bit me in the ass. And then you also have this story, too, where Miro wasn't in the whole tournament, you know what I mean? He just jumped, so, like, I think it makes all the sense in the world. To me, It's every sign is pointing there, and it's so strange to see, like, betting lines are, like, very high. Like, Miro is, uh, I think it was plus 200 as the, at the start of the show or whatever. Like, there were betting lines that, that are showing, like, a lot of stuff for Miro, like, if you wanted to bet on him. And I'm thinking, man, like, I to me the way the story is being told and maybe I'll be wrong. Like to to me, the story is like so obvious that Miro's winning this, but I don't
0: know. No, I, I feel like Mox would have won. And I feel like Miro's just standing in for Mox. And because I think Hangman's probably winning. I think Miro's winning. I mean, you could do Danielson versus Hangman. I just, I personally wouldn't do it that way. Um, I mean, but you could do that match. But, um, I, I also think if, 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 like we talked about before, if you have all these big stars and these other potential big matches down card, you don't need Hangman to have a super opponent on the next pay-per-view because you're going to have enough to draw anyway. So you can do a Miro. Um, It just makes more sense. So, yeah, and I think the way that Danielson basically wins on every TV show, um, he could definitely absorb a loss and they could tell the story that you're saying where Miro was just more well-rested and, he didn't even have to wrestle in the first round of this tournament. Yeah,
1: he got through. And, and, and yeah, you look at the actual match times as well. So Danielson comes into the tournament. He has to face Dustin Rhodes. He goes 15 minutes with Dustin Rhodes. The next week, he goes 16 minutes with, with Keddy Kingston. Between that, he's got the Bobby Fish match that was obviously long and hard hitting. He's got the, the Rocky Romero match that was you know not too difficult for him. But there were times, and it, was, it, it stretched me a little thin. Miro, seven minutes, he beat Orange Cassidy. And now he's here. You know what I mean? Like that's it. It's like, yeah, it was easy for him to get there. And easy for so it's baked in already. Like they even though they're protecting him in the sense that, like you know, some people think protecting is like Danielson can never lose, he always has to win. Where the pro- real true protection is that you at least have this. Okay. The reason he lost is because of X, and it's totally logical and it totally makes sense. And it fits his character. He's a work, you know, he's back wrestling. He just wanted to fucking wrestle. So he's wrestling as much as he can. He's wrestle, 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 and he's not focused on this tournament. Miro is focused on the tournament. It makes all the sense in the world to me.
0: You know what though? It's AEW and you could just lose. That too, and people
1: freak out about that. Guys can just lose. Yeah, it's not you that big of a deal. Just lose,
0: then it'll be fine because they've established, you know, um, you know, a house, uh, a house style, and everything where that you can lose and 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 it's not the end of the world or anything like that. And they don't. Um, you know, so it, it, he could just lose the match. It's not that... It's not really... not. Especially yeah. when he's racked up all of these wins leading up to it. it it's and, it's and not Danielson losing to Preston
1: Vance. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking Miro. <laughs> you
0: know? he, it's and, he, not, and, and also, he hasn't lost yet. I mean, he had a draw, and he's won all his other matches. Yes. So why can't this guy lose a match, like, after going undefeated since he's debuted with the company? He absolutely can lose. And I think he probably will lose, because... As much as I've tried to play devil's advocate with Kenny Omega winning, I, I, and in a way I'd rather see Omega win, I don't think they're doing that. I think Hangman's going to win. So, yes, I think Miro's going to beat Daniel. Yeah,
1: I, I think so too. And I think as of this recording, I think you can make some money uh, with that as well. It's uh, two to one. Yeah, promo code voices, mybookie.ag if you want to get involved in there. They didn't sponsor this week, so I'm not going to do too much. But uh, just let you know, if you want to get in there and get make some money, Miro is is a, 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 entertainment purposes only. I'm not actually advocating for you, units, you know, units, Rich. Uni- yeah, bet units on Miro. I would bet the proverbial quote unquote house <laughs> on Miro. But uh, yeah, if you uh, remember, lose though, money, not making, my fault. Yeah,
0: remember though, if you're making wrestling plays, they all have to be made before the event starts. So don't try to be slick. And wait to see if Miro wins, and then put money on Hangman. You can't do that with wrestling.
1: Oh, it's, is that true? I, I, I never, I've never like bet the day of, or, or it's or,
0: true because they don't. You got to remember the book doesn't know the match. Nobody knows the match order, so they close betting as soon as the makes show sense. starts. Yeah, it makes sense. So you, you know, you can't, you can't be slick and wait to see who wins that match and then <laughs> bet a, on the main
1: event. That's a fun gimmick. I never thought of doing that. That's kind of funny, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they're they're on to you there. So yeah, they're not sponsoring the show this week, but uh, money can be made with uh, with Mirror right now, and I think uh, might uh, might place a little better myself in a, in a few moments here, so I can uh, I can lose units with you guys if if I end up being wrong about this. But uh, we'll go to the women's match. Uh, Britt Baker, Take Uh This is the definition of kind of a placeholder n- title match. Like, I mean, there's. A 1000% chance of Britt Baker's being Tay Conti here. Like, there's just no chance in hell, right?
0: Uh, no, I can't see Tay Conti winning this. Hold on one second here. Come here. You want to say goodnight? Good night, Daddy. <laughs> all right, good night. Give me a kiss. Yeah. All right, I oh, got you. her sick. Way to go. not uh, to cheek, to cheek.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, the boy, does he want, does he feel like, right, come here. We're live, pal. Come
1: on. <laughs> we, got, we got a show to do.
0: You going to bed? Yeah. All right. Good night. Good night. What do you got there? Chocolate milk. Yeah, of course. Mm. All right. All right, guys. Good night. I'll see you in the morning. All right.
1: Love a love good chocolate milk.
0: Been a while since they busted in.
1: Um, it has. What kind of what kind of talk? Are we talking like pre? made chocolate milk or is he stirring his own chocolate milk here
0: i don't i don't know you, you gotta buy- ask the mother that stuff i don't know what's
1: you going well on. you buy the groceries aren't you on the online online buying the groceries are you buying pre-made chocolate milk or are you buying like hershey's or yoohoo uh, like what are we doing here
0: i think he's got a i think she's got a gallon down there for him like a gallon, a gallon
1: of pre-made truck. chocolate milk or whatever okay
0: yeah 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 he, he likes that before bed I don't know. I, To me, I'm like, why does he need to have the chocolate milk before bed every night? Like, why can't he? Yeah, just I see, I bed? feel like
1: maybe just normal yeah. milk or maybe just nothing. before Because that seems like a lot of uh, sugar right before the bed time. But uh. she's like,
0: well, he wants chocolate milk. That's what he does. I'm like, all right. Well, I don't, I don't care. Like,
1: <laughs> does he I'm sleep? Gonna... Like, he sleeps fine?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Right. I think he sleeps normal. I don't okay. know. Right. He's got that fucking chocolate milk every night.
1: <laughs> it seems to be working, so good for him. Yeah.
0: I won't buy the talk. I bring a Coke Z with me into the bedroom and I plop <laughs> yeah. it on the end table. So do you really? <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> oh, I'm losing it here. We're only an hour in. I know. And That's he, fine, it's fine. fine. I'm gonna tell him he can't have a chocolate milk, of course, you know, so.
1: <laughs> I can't believe you walk a Coke Z. <laughs> the no the sound I don't have a can near me, but I love the idea of you getting in bed and the sound of a, a can hitting the end table. <laughs>
0: I don't get a fresh one, but if I'm in the if I'm mid Coke Z when I'm coming to bed, I bring the rest with me. I mean, you know.
1: How often do you how often do you go to that Coke Z? Like do you wake up in the middle of the night and go, ah, I'm parched? <laughs> Take a sip of the Coke Z? Yes. That happens? It'll,
0: yeah. It'll be that. Not water, water.
1: Not water. A Coke Z. No,
0: normally it's a water, but if I'm halfway through a Coke Z when I'm going to bed, I bring a Coke Z instead of a water. I'm not wasting that delicious Coke Z. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Pour it down the sink? I'd feel dirty.
1: I love the idea so of you waking up in a flop sweat at like 2 a.m. and going, oh, yeah. well, for you it'd be like 4 a.m. I don't think you're, yeah, and you're like, oh, God, I'm just so thirsty. <laughs> the the yeah. sip, the because you like you know, you, yeah, uh, <laughs> got
0: one right next on the way to the bathroom to take a leak.
1: A warm right. Coke Z at 4 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, it seems,
0: all right. Yeah, it feels so good when it hits your throat. Let me a tell you,
1: slurp, little slurp of the Coke Z
0: had a little caffeine hit in the middle of the night. <laughs> Nobody needs a caffeine hit in the middle
1: of the night. That's what I'm saying. Says you. So uh, David Mora in the chat room says, "As a Mexican who drinks coffee before bed, I sympathize with the boy."
0: Yeah, uh, He likes his chocolate milk. I don't know.
1: Coffee before bed seems very dangerous. I I don't know about that.
0: I don't know nothing about coffee, so. I and I, I have
1: no idea what he means by "as a Mexican." <laughs> I don't know why that qualifier was necessary, but well, is that a thing? Is that I didn't? Uh, I don't know. So.
0: I don't know. I mean, there's two kinds of people who just love telling you what they are. Mexicans and Italians. You notice that? <laughs> they just love telling you what they are. Take
1: like, it up they, with I don't know either, so yeah, I, I don't know. That's just how
0: it is, you know? Have you ever met an Italian that didn't instantly tell you they were Italian? Uh, like, no, no. They're just always, you know. Within they always five have minutes, they tell
1: you about something or, yeah, yeah. Like, like,
0: like people who are, like, hung, Hungarian, don't they never tell you. But Italians insist <laughs> on telling you that they're Italian. Right, and I feel like Mexicans are the same way a lot of the time. Those are the two, you know, the Mexicans and the Italians. There's like a brotherhood there because they insist on telling people that they're Mexican and Italian under any circumstance. Now nobody else does that. You never have people like tell you, um, oh, like, how often have you been told by someone that they're Jamaican? Like other backgrounds just don't do that. It's the Italians and the Mexicans.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't go around telling too many people, I like, my nationality, unless, like, I'm actually prompted, but I never go, like, oh, yeah, well, as a uh, a mix of German, Irish, <laughs> Cherokee, no. Indian, and, you know, I'm like going to walk around telling people that. Nobody cares, though.
0: No. D- you, you know a Polish guy, but you don't know he's Polish. You know what I mean? Because they don't, d- d- other, you know, like, mm-hmm. they don't
1: tell you. I don't, think do you, think I don't know if you hang yeah, them? I don't know if you hang around enough uh, true
0: Oh well, you know you're from Chicago. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say they uh they make it pretty well known when they uh yeah Chicago
0: Polish are a different breed.
1: Yeah, oh for sure, for sure, for sure.
0: That's a different kind of deal. So I'll give you, you know what? That's a bad one to give you, because yeah, that is a thing, isn't it? Oh they oh yes oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: If there's not a flag flying from their car, they're not wearing like some Polish emblem (laughs) on their on their jacket or. Their zip-up track jacket or whatever, yeah, they they they'll make it very well known. So
0: yeah, anywhere else in the country, though, you don't know who the Polish guys are. Oh God, no, God no. Yeah, it was always.
1: Tell you. I remember uh, one time uh, my my grandma lived in an area that was very very Polish. She was not Polish, but she lived in a very Polish area. We went to Aldi once, and everything at the Aldi was in Polish, and it was just <laughs> ridiculous. Because I was like, all these like a like a, a national chain, like how do they do this? How, how can they get away with just like the every sign was in Polish, and like. I was in the yeah. south side of Chicago. Like, what the fuck?
0: Well, yeah. I forgot that Chicago has a huge oh, yeah. Polish oh, population. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. It's all it, it's all Polish and Italian out there. Polish and Italian, right?
1: Yeah, certain areas.
0: Yeah. I, I would I would say that most major cities, Chicago probably has uh the lockdown on the biggest Polish population for the major cities. I would
1: say that's probably accurate, yeah. For sure, for sure.
0: Yeah. A lot of Germans down here in Texas. A lot of Germans. Yeah, I don't know. Th- yeah,
1: because that's I, a thing. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't quite get how that happened, but
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know. They just settled here, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so all the Italians are in like New York and New Jersey. That's where they fucking settled German's got
1: texas well eh, as long as you get some good sausage out there that's all that matters that's
0: why new jersey has the great tomatoes you know that that's why <laughs> you tell
1: this all the time yes tell me it, once it, again te- joe i'll tell you again <laughs> tell me once again you've told the nerd i remember that she brings this up all the time you know she it's makes true. fun of you every time she gets a, a tomato yeah but you know she what you yeah, know the, the good tomatoes are from new
0: jersey <laughs> do you know what though i'm gonna tell you something she googled that shit and she saw that i was right I guarantee she Googled that shit to make sure just because she wanted me to be wrong.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think that know. was an actual conversation that happened on the flagship. And yeah, you, I think she was proven wrong. But she still makes funny every single time. So
0: Yeah, because the Italians came over and they brought the tomato seeds and and they settled in New Jersey. And now New Jersey's famous for great New Jersey. Why else would New Jersey have great tomatoes? I mean, think about it. You know? It's not native to North America, the tomato. Yeah.
1: Which which is why I, I hate tomato like I cannot stand tomatoes. Like eating, like people will just like slice tomatoes and eat them, and I, I fucking I cannot stand tomatoes from America. But like when we went to Italy, I was just eating them like fucking crazy, biting into them and stuff. They're so much better in Italy; it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's why they make everything with tomatoes because they're fucking incredible here. Like they're so good. I hate
0: tomatoes. Yeah, they're the worst. Whole tomato. I can't eat like. They don't taste
1: the like tomatoes. anything. They're just like water. It's just like gooey water. Why do I want that?
0: Those slimy seeds, you get yeah. them in your mouth, and you're just like. Ugh, and people are like, "Oh, like, you put
1: some salt on there," and I'm like, "I'm not going to put like a, <laughs> like a half a handful of salt just so I can eat this thing. Like that's not going to you know just." At that point, now tomato.
0: Eat... Now, yeah. now listen, tomato sauce. I got yeah, oh yeah, minutes.
1: yeah. Now we're talking. You added some yeah. some spices. You really add some salt. Yeah, now we're talking. Now we're working.
0: I mean, I'll I'll crush tomatoes and make sauce out of it. I mean, I'll do that you know obviously i do that every weekend but i'm not i can't just eat tomato i i tomato i i get them off of sandwiches please hold the tomato i don't oh I, yeah I, yeah
1: me the first thing i do and i i don't like to say i don't want the tomato but the first thing i do is i unwrap it and that tomato goes in the fucking trash see I'm,
0: see i'm not see i got to say no tomato because here's the problem yeah you can pick the tomato off but it, but if you get a slimy one, that everywhere. That mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. You're gonna get tomato guts left over on. It the doesn't sandwich.
1: always <laughs> work out. I admit there are some times where I go, damn it.
0: <laughs> it you can't f- get them off if no. you get a slimy tomato. Now if you get a firm, fresh tomato with no slime, you can take it off, no problem. But you get that tomato slime, like once it gets in the bread, it's embedded in the bread and forget it. You're gonna taste it, you know. And 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 I don't even want like any remnants, like a slimy seed residue. So I can't deal with it. You know, so I just have to tell them no tomato. And I could tell if they just took it off as opposed to not making it with it to begin with. I could tell.
1: Well, it's got indentations. You can see in the bun, you know.
0: (laughs) And the slimy, you know, the slime. You can see the slime residue, you know. So yeah, no, no, no on the tomato. What were what were we talking about before? Yeah, this uh, is David.
1: This is David's fault for uh, talking about drinking coffee before bed. We we're talking about the boy drinking his chocolate milk before bed. So
0: it doesn't take much to throw us off. <laughs> it we really can't.
1: doesn't. Really doesn't. I had even more tomato content too, but I'm just gonna hold it off and we'll save it for another time. So um, yeah, Brit uh, Baker take Conti,, uh, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Prit's gonna win and.
0: Yeah, no, they're not ready to belt up Conti. Oh God, I can't no, see. God,
1: no, God, no, God, no. I mean, it's a cool moment for her. It's a cool spot. It's it's definitely like a badge of honor. Um, we got that you know today from the media call uh, with Tony Khan. Like, it's a badge of honor. Like that, take Conti was somebody that that WWE just kind of sent away and said, ah, we got nothing for her. And 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 he, you know, he reiterated almost immediately was on the phone trying to get her signed up and, and and we've talked about it before as well like her moving up the ladder you know working and, and 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 doing dark and doing these sort of things to get to become a pretty competent pro wrestler like I don't think she's great I don't think she's any great shakes like but she's solid as hell and that's really all you can I mean given where she was and given how young she still is and how, how you know little experience she has in the business I think just being a competent wrestler is is, is, is tremendous uh at this point and this is a huge spot for her. And, and, and yeah we'll see maybe she goes out there and kills it and has the match of her life uh or it's just like hey it's just kind of a placeholder defense and she's fine or whatever. Either way I think it's still a success story for AEW. I think it's a big reason why this match is happening to kind of say, hey, look, you know, we took a chance on her, she worked her ass off and now here she is, you know, in a big time spot and yeah she's not gonna win the, the the match. She's not gonna win the title, but still uh, a, a big badge of honor for her and a big badge of honor for AEW
0: Yeah. Um not gonna lie, it's the match I'm looking least forward to on the entire show, though. I just don't care about that match at all.
1: Yeah, oh, and, and I'm with you too. Yeah, I'm not, not too. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny in the uh, uh, on dynamite when uh, when Thunder Rosa uh, uh tagged in, the place just exploded when Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa are facing each other, and well, they had to do I, everything to say, Well, take getting uh, full gear, take wrestling, you know, it's like obviously
0: that's, that's the money match,
1: exactly, which that. is fine. Like, that's yeah, good yeah. wrestling, that is good wrestling yeah. to make people like we say, waiting. Waiting is so important in wrestling. And if you know what you're doing and if you know how to book, it takes all the right, you know, it, it, a good wrestling company understands where our plan is. Okay, at the at, we want to get to Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. We know that's money. Let's find ways to kind of delay it and get people really salivating for it really ready for it because that will be a big deal if we you know give it time and give it space and let it breathe a little bit as opposed to just doing it as soon as humanly possible or doing it at our next big event or whatever so i i like that and i appreciated it but it was pretty it was very obvious that it's like oh this is the match that people want
0: she gets the mega pop every time she can come out for dark elevation and she gets a mega pop i mean there's you know they've got something with thunder rosa
1: Uh, Move on to uh, another match here clicked away. Okay, yeah, this is is one I kind of alluded to a little bit earlier. Minneapolis Street Fight, the Inner Circle versus Men of the Year and American Top Team. Um, Okay, I'm not that interested in watching this match. I don't really care what the bell-to-bell of this, but Joe, I have to admit, I think Men of the Year and American Top Team are awesome at what they do because they fucking suck, they're annoying, and you hate them. And nobody could possibly like them. And everybody gets mad every single week and go, Ah, Scorpio Sky sucks. And ah, Ethan Page, what a waste of money. And ah, I'm mad at why is Dan Lambert on my TV? And uh, that's what they want you to do. <laughs> like it's wrestling. It's so well, ridiculous. And that dynamite, I was like, these guys are such good heels because they're so fucking unlikable. Nobody could cheer for these guys. Nobody in the universe could cheer for Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, right? And they're
0: not getting, and they're not getting go away heat.
1: They're no. getting real Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like
0: they. He- They get more heat than anybody else on this show. And they do old school
1: heat, too. They just yell, and they're annoying. They get on the mic, and every single guy just goes, ah, ah, that guy just yells for nonstop. And it's like, you fucking assholes, shut up. And you got Dan Lambert putting on the walls of Jericho. I was howling when he said, Boston Crab (laughs) championship wrestling from Florida. I was yeah. like yes he's such a dork too that's the best part and, it's, and that's the heat too people are like oh he's talking about all the wrestling but he says wrestling sucks what a dork and it's like that's the point it's like, Yeah, it's no, every I mean, week I'm dumbfounded how people just don't get it with these guys well, they, they, and what's gonna happen is Chris Jericho is gonna get Dan Lambert in the middle of the fucking ring put him in the walls of Jericho he's gonna tap and the crowd's gonna fucking explode for it it's like wrestling 101
0: well in the arenas they just Lambert gets molten hot heat yes Every time they want him to die.
1: They want him to die. Nobody is rooting for this guy. Nobody is rooting for any of American Top Team. Nobody is rooting for Scorpio or Ethan Page. They want these guys to get their asses kicked every single week. They're so good at their roles. They're so good.
0: This is just one of those Twitter things that isn't a reflection of reality. Where you know, because in the arenas, these segments are very often the hottest thing on the show. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I'm not all fired up to watch this match, but because it has such mega heat, you know, that's going to make it a spectacle to watch. And yeah, you know, Jericho's going to put Dan Lambert in the fucking walls of Jericho and tap him out and everyone's going to get their happy ending and that's going to be that. And then from there, it's going to be a matter of whether they get Paige VanZant under contract. That that's step number 2 cuz she's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she and she has a chance to be a pro wrestling superstar. She really does. You know, I don't know what she wants to do with fighting from here on out or or, you know, how much she she actually likes uh, pro wrestling. But um, if I were Tony Khan, I'd be blowing up her phone nonstop trying to get her to agree to come in full time. I mean, she just has. I mean, first of all, number one, just look at her. That's number one. Number two, she's a natural at uh, at. Pro wrestling things, the way she carries herself, the way she speaks. She's just a natural. She gets it. And
1: she gets it for sure. She
0: gets it. And then, and you know, she's obviously a great athlete. So there's a good chance that, you know, once trained that she could be very competent bell to bell. I mean, she's everything you could possibly want in a start from scratch trainee. So, um, you know, of all the American top team People that have been involved in this, she is the number one prospect with a bullet, and the one that I would want to get my claws into, and uh, and not let slip away. So, um, but yeah, this is gonna have uh, incredible heat. I think doing it within her circle was was perfect. It's it's it keeps Jericho busy for now, and Jericho is a perfect foil for these guys. Plus, Jericho is probably very helpful to them in putting together the promos and whatnot as well. Um, so I'm sure he's very hands-on with it, you know, rather than do it with, say, like, you know, name another unit, you know, team Taz or something, it wouldn't be the same. You know, I think doing it with Jericho was perfect. So, um, yeah, you know, it feels like a hot match. It, it's had an excellent build and Lambert's just so great in his role. So, um, and Lambert's a guy that I would try to, he, once he loses here, he has to go away for a while, I think, but he's someone who you'd want to keep around. And, and use more down the line.
1: Oh, for sure. No, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he, he taps out to Jericho. He goes away for six, seven months or whatever it comes. I mean, he's totally one of those dudes that you can do. And, and, and that's that, you know, honestly, that's probably the best role for him. And we've seen him pop up and, and, we, and that's kind of what he's done. know, he's popped up in a few different companies, you know, over the course of you know, the last yeah. couple of years. And he, he does these hot little, you know, two to three month runs or whatever leaves goes away. And then the second he comes back, it's all the same heat all over again. And yeah, so you can absolutely do that again. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 am I interested in the bell to bell of this? No, and am I super interested in watching this match? Yes. <laughs> like it's one of those weird things where I don't anticipate it being a great match. I don't anticipate it, but I anticipate it being a really fun match. i anticipating a match where the hot, you know, the, the the crowd is is hot as hell, and I, I, I definitely. Uh, uh, I'm excited to see it, and yeah, I think those guys, I was it was on Dynamite this week where I was just like, God, these guys are so good, and like, there's so many people, like you always say, people say they want heels, and they get heels, and they don't know how to, like a lot of yeah. newer wrestling fans just don't understand what being a heel is, and 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 all you need to do is watch Men of the Year, watch American Top Team, watch that Dynamite uh, angle that they did, That that is being a heel, that's heel 101 stuff right there. Um, and and people still I, I just yeah they don't they don't really know what they want out of heels a
0: lot of fans just they don't want heels to hit too close to home they they want realistic baby faces that they can relate to and they want cartoon heels is what people want there's a lot of people who don't want um you know uh, realistic heels or heels that hit too close to home or that that in this era especially there's a lot of fans who don't want that but what the reactions in the arena are telling us that that's not the majority view. That the majority view is still that fans in the building are more than willing to just boo the shit out of people they don't like. And now there were a couple cities early on where Lambert was not over at all. And you kind of got the sense that fans just... But different cities are going to react different ways. But for the last, I don't know, six to eight weeks, it's just been molten hot heat every city they go to.
1: Uh, move on to uh, Lucha Brothers FTR. So this will be kind of uh, another match. Similar to the Britt Baker-Tay Conti. I I love the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I think this match will be solid-ish. But I have... You say go away heat. I think the FTR go away heat for me at this point. I, I hate these guys. And not in a good way. I don't really, like... I don't boo them. I don't find them particularly interesting at all. I am... So bored by the FTR thing. I you know, I don't the,
0: know. The the, the the knockoff Midnight Express music. Isn't it a <laughs> oh little... my
1: God. Now, yeah. now
0: listen, isn't it just a little too on the
1: nose it, now? Oh my I God. Mean, Not even is it a little too on the nose. It's so much too on the nose. So, there, what was the nickname going around about them last week? I think it was in our Discord or maybe in our Slack. And I, somebody said it and I forgot to write it down, but it made me laugh so much. And now I forget. Oh, it was like, oh fuck. Who said it, it was like Leva Bates? But if Leva Bates was like way into like, mid-atlantic wrestling instead of
0: books. i think suit 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 williams was that,
1: that suit okay i want to give suit credit it, yeah it, it, i think it FTA. was a tweet <laughs> yeah all right yeah let me let you me see can, if i can find the because it. it's perfect because it's fucking perfect and suit deserves yeah. his credit for that
0: yeah but yeah it's just too on the nose now can you just be yourself and stop <laughs> going know. out of your we, way
1: mid-atlantic wrestling <laughs> southern style wrestling we get it we got it and, and they're
0: not even we really heard that.
1: you we heard you yeah and they but don't wrestle even... like that either they just no. they just come out and say we're southern style wrestling and okay you're not not really but okay that's fine it's a... they stink i,
0: I, I hate did you find this tweet or... uh, i'm
1: uh, looking i'm looking suits so got a... trying
0: to buy you some time uh, suit so has got a bunch
1: uh, of tweets here
0: because you know someone else from this uh kevin hair made a good point too he said um, the dirty secret about FTR is they tell you that they're a Southern style tag team, but they're really just a high spot tag team. <laughs>
1: right, right. And I thought you know, that was I, the heat for a while, but like it's we're going on like a couple years now of them being like, Yeah, we're Southern style, Midnight Express. And I don't know. Is it is it a long play where they're just like wink wink nudge nudge or or not?
0: No. I I think they think that, you know, next week they're gonna wrestle the Fantastics. I, I think they, they <laughs> believe it.
1: So here here's the tweet at Suit Williams. Uh for the credit here. Uh, FTR is essentially Leva Bates if she likes Crockett instead of comic books.
0: Yeah. It's too on the nose now. Yeah. It's just you know, um but the Lucha Brothers thing, this is for the AEW tag team titles. I don't know if you saw, but I think while we were on the air, they also announced this match for Triple A. So the, the Triple Mania Regia oh. show or whatever. All right. So you can get any result here because they're going to wrestle again in Mexico after this. So I, you know, as far as a result goes, <sighs> to me, the
1: clean way would probably be that FTR wins this match, and then the Lucha Brothers win the match and and Triple A, right?
0: Well, yes, but it's <laughs> the <Right? AAA laughs> yes. we're dealing with here, and it, it could be
1: my bold prediction, Joe, is that that is going to be the center of the play out. Pro-
0: you're projecting logic <laughs> and something that would make sense.
1: It is Triple A, um, you're right, you're right, you're right. I should, I should.
0: So, you know, oh, by the way, Kenny Omega of Vikingo was official Hell
1: yes, hell yeah, that's awesome.
0: So, I can't remember the rest of the card, but um, it was being announced. Like,
1: Kane Master Velasquez is facing like L.A. Park or some shit, <laughs> I think. I forget what it was. I'll... I think mean, he's
0: going to attack, some kind of tag
1: match. Well, right? I, no, yeah, not not straight up, not not straight up, obviously.
0: Yeah, but. Um, yeah,
1: but it's yeah, uh, so Psycho I... Clown, Pagano, Kane Velasquez versus L.A. Park, Rey Scorpion, and Taurus.
0: Oh yeah, that's the main that's the real main event. I mean I maybe Omega of Vikingo will go on last or something, but mm-hmm. um but yeah, so there you go. So those would be like three of the top four or five matches for that show. You know, the tag match.
1: Well, I'd say those are know. pretty clear. Yeah, looking at this, this is pretty clearly the top three. The other, uh, you got Puma yeah. King, Sam Adonis, DMT Azul versus Dave the Clown, your boy. Dave the Clown, Monster Clown, and Murder Clown. So, yeah, I, I would say that uh, this match is definitely the Wasn't
0: Monster Clown injured?
1: Uh, I don't know. Apparently, he's fine, I guess. Unless it's another Monster Clown, but uh, I'm assuming it's the Monster Clown. No.
0: Anyway, I'm sure we'll talk about that show. On...
1: December 4th. We got plenty of time. December 4th for that yeah. show, so. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to uh, Darby L. and MJF here. Uh, I think a very good build. I'm very, very excited about this match. I mean, this is, is just, I don't think MJF has any bad feuds at this point. I'm, I'm always in on and pretty much anything MJF does. And I think Darby's incredible as well. So I, I am very much looking forward to this. And there's just so many layers to this story. It's an old school story They can go back to the indie days. And, 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 and something, you know, this week on Dynamite, too, I also just was thinking, like, God, what a great idea by AEW. To, from the moment that they began to say, you know what? The wrestling universe is our universe. And it's such a simple thing. It's such a simple, a lot of wrestling companies don't have the balls to do it. You know what I mean? A lot of wrestling companies just yeah. won't do it because they're scared. Oh my God, if we say, oh, if we say Ring of Honor, maybe people will go watch Ring of Honor instead of our show. Or, oh, if we say Evolve, oh, what is that? It, like, they didn't care. They said, okay, from day one, the wrestling universe is our universe, Go. And it lets you tell so many more stories with these guys. It lets you tell infinite amounts of stories with these guys. And, yeah, if imagine Darby Allin and MJF if they just would only existed in their universe. And, yeah, you could do that and it'd be fine. But it's even better because you can go to other stuff. You can say that these guys have met each other before. You can go and tell bigger stories and larger stories. But what a great idea. I mean, that, it, it was it would have been so easy for them to say, no, 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 we're starting from scratch. We're at day zero only talk about AEW. Don't talk about the competition. Don't talk. But no, they said no. The wrestling. Our fans are smart enough to know that these guys are wrestlers in the real world. Just go with it. It's fine, and it makes it so much of a better show, and makes you so much more of an intelligent wrestling fan to just say, yeah, Brian Danielson, Rocky Romero. They used to train at New Japan Dojo in L.A. in 2002. There you go. You know what I mean? Like it's a perfect. But if in another universe, in another company, they would have to be. Oh, Rocky Romero, Brian Danielson. They've never met. He- you know, you <laughs> know these, these two. You know, never face each other. It's so easy just to do that. And, and and to me, it's just so much of a better way to book wrestling is to just make the universe of wrestling your universe. But I
0: well, I mean, Bobby Fish doing Adam Cole's bidding this week on yeah. on Dynamite, you know. So yeah, it, it's I talk about that behind the paywall all the time, and and you know, like you're saying, the, the wrestling universe is their universe. The way I always put it is, uh, wrestling canon is AEW's canon. Mm-hmm. It, if it happens somewhere, it, it counts and it's going to matter and um you know it's it's everybody knows Adam Cole and Bobby Fish were were aligned for years i mean why pretend that they weren't i mean it's more insulting when you don't so so yeah i agree i think this i thought the angle 2 weeks ago on dynamite was just incredible with this one and i think it can go either way um i think mjf will win i think they like to keep his losses at a minimum and he could be the next you know, if Hangman Page does win the title, and then, you know, he has a placeholder defense against Miro, MJF could be his first real feud. His first big uh, money feud could be with MJF, because MJF did say that he wants to take care of Darby Allen, and then whoever wins uh, the world title, um, he says that, you know, he'll be waiting for him. He did say that, so... And you really have to pay attention to promos in this company. And it, it, very rarely are things just throw away. So, um, you know, I, I, we could see Hangman win, get past Miro, and then move into a program with MJF.
1: But, yeah, really, really fascinating to see this match. And, and, and yeah, I think the build's been great. I think the angle's been great. Um, and, and it should be pretty damn awesome. So, uh, what, speaking do you of, think oh, of,
0: what do you think of them referring to their four young guys as the pillars?
1: Um, maybe, I've,
0: maybe, 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 maybe find your own thing. I, I,
1: yeah. I don't, I don't, I I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I love it. And it's, yeah, it's strange. I don't know. Uh, I've in one breath. I like it that you say that, like, cause I always say, you know, I, and I mention on the show all the time, like, I love the idea of like, you sit down in a booking meeting and you have this, you know, a whiteboard and like those four guys are on there and they're circled and like, these are our guys. Like we're going to build a company around these guys. And in a couple of years, we want these guys to be our top stars or whatever. I, it's just, it seems a little, I like, I like the concept of it, I just don't know if I like saying it all the time.
0: I'm not annoyed like a lot of Pearl fans are. There's a lot of All Japan fans who are Are like they? Annoyed.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of that, but I could definitely, that makes sense. It, I mean, They're it's a direct like, really reference to, like, f- you know.
0: Four pillars, yeah. Yeah, it's and fun. it's like, well, of course, it's, yeah,
1: but those guys are also, like, on another, I mean, <laughs> three of the four, certainly two out of the four, are, like, in the pantheon of, like, the you're greatest wrestlers ever. You're such a yeah.
0: you're such a disrespecter.
1: <laughs> hey, look, I threw Kawada in that list too, just to just to make people just get people off the scent that I I don't want to say you know three out of the four or all time legends.
0: You you mean three? You you're a Tawei disrespecter.
1: <laughs> but certainly two out of the four. In, in, no, you love Kawada. I stop. do love Kawada too. Yeah, but
0: you, but. you, you just you're. You're afraid. You said three at first, and then you caught yourself. Yeah, I don't want the Taiwanese
1: people get mad. So there, I'll, I'll I'll bury Kawada, who I love, <laughs> just so, to appease, just to throw some flesh to no, the, uh, the Taiwanese supporters. But I'm yeah, not
0: insulted by it. But I also don't know if I love it.
1: I feel like at this point, if you're going to reference that, you have to. Those guys have to earn it. You know what I mean? Like that. Where at a certain point, you will know that those guys are in that pantheon. But saying, "Hey, these guys are going to be there." It just puts un it 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 puts uneasy pressure on those guys too. It books uneasy. I, I don't know. I I'm not super in love with it.
0: Hey, listen. All you have to do is be Kento Kibashi. No projects. All you have to do. <laughs> right. And like how, how many
1: how many guys in Japan got chewed up and spit out over like 15 years with every single company saying, okay, well these, these guys are, Kenta Kobashi and Masao. <laughs> and, and how yeah. many dudes. Yeah. And you, we talk about all the time on the show, like the many generations of guys who ended up being like very good wrestlers and all time great wrestlers, but weren't Kobashi and Masao. So it was like, ah, you know, we really thought you were going to be our four pillars. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Like I'm just Hiroki Goto. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I did as yeah. much as I could, but. I apologize for not being as good as Kenta Kobashi.
0: You know, at the same time, there's a lot of AEW fans who have no idea who the Four Pillars are or what that's even Correct, a yeah. reference to. So it doesn't really matter. And and as someone who you know um, was a fan of of All Japan at that time, and and obviously holds a lot of reverence to those guys. I'm not insulted by the, come on. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nod. It's a tribute. Right. You know? it, it
1: also, guess what? It doesn't invalidate that those four guys were really good. And if you liked no. Kent to go by, if you liked all the four pillars and you love that generation of all Japan, guess what? You still can love it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's just, uh um, still watch
1: it and the matches are still good.
0: You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, it, it's going a little far to, to, to claim that um, it's insulting or something like that. But at the same time, it, it, I would have preferred if they found their own kind of moniker. I agree. For those for those four guys. If you want to market those four as something, I, I think that's a cool idea. I don't, have, I don't have a problem with that aspect of it.
1: Would you like it better if they said these are our three pillars and they didn't make it actually four? That doesn't make sense. I guess.
0: <laughs> you know? No, then you could do the musketeers,
1: you know? <laughs> right, the three and, musketeers you, and you could piss off. That's whole not going to other- work out well either. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll piss off a whole different subset of, you just, uh, of you just fans, anger yeah. the other
0: half of, of 45 year old, uh, <laughs> Japanese wrestling fans, Yeah, you know? So, um, you know, you're beaten no matter which way you go. So,
1: but uh, speaking of a match with a, uh, a tremendous build that I cannot wait to watch CM Punk and Eddie Kingston I mean Jesus Christ you talked about it on, on the intelligentsia it was almost like a sign it was almost like in the in the room they listened to that and decided all right fuck it well, well Punk. I mean
0: let's be honest I mean
1: Uh, I'm convinced after seeing that promo That that they sat down and said Punk you need to be an asshole All right, get out there be an asshole (laughs) And he went out there And he was an asshole to Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston was an asshole vet to CM Punk And these two assholes Are going to fucking fight each other And who knows who's going to cheer for who Who knows who's going to be rooting for what I think the Players Tribune thing Is probably going to help Eddie Kingston uh, there's obviously going to be a contingency of people that like punk. I think largely you, sh- most people will probably cheer Eddie Kingston. I have no idea what it's going to be, but it's going to be molten hot, and it's going to be a fucking fight, and I'm ready for it. This, that the, that promo is so good. And we talk about the wrestling universe being the AEW universe and also just letting human beings be human beings. Let guys go out there and talk and let them go off the cuff. Let them do whatever they want to do. Get in the ring. Here's your bullet points. Here's what we want to get out of it. You two know what you're doing. Go out there and do it. I mean this. This is an angle that would never happen in WWE ever. Never in a million years would you get this CM Punk Eddie Kingston thing, and you got it here uh, in AEW. And I think this. This. I think this promo will stand the test of time. Whether it, whether it launches Eddie Kingston into another stratosphere, whether it's a tr- you know turning point for CM Punk or whatever. I just think it was so. Awesome. It just lets you know why AEW is here and what makes AEW so much better and so much different than everything else going on in wrestling now is that you can get CM Punk and Eddie Kingston in the ring and just say, "Guys, do whatever you want to do. It's your it's your ball game. Go ahead. Here's what we want kind of out of the story." And those guys just made gold out of that. And it was real emotions, real human beings. You, you In one breath, you side with Eddie Kingston, but in another breath, you go, ah, Punk's not wrong, though, right? Like, Punk's also got some truth to this, and the truth makes Eddie Kingston even more mad. And, oh, it's just, it's human emotions. It's humans being humans. And it's like, oh, God, it, it's so good. This is wrestling, man. This is what makes wrestling so good.
0: I think you really liked it, Rich.
1: I liked I it. Really I liked did it. indeed like it, yeah.
0: Well, you know, here's the thing. Like, when this started, Punk wasn't wrong. Kingston was out of line. He had just lost a match. Punk's just trying to take advantage of his interview time, and Kingston's acting like a like a like a crazy person. Yeah. And Punk Punk was in the right because he did screw up his his promo, right? But then Punk, ever since that moment, has done it. Has been has has made his point in such an obnoxious way that it's impossible to side with him. And I'm glad you brought up. My lead topic from the Intelligentsia last week, and there was no Intelligentsia this week because I couldn't talk. I was planning on doing another one. I even had the topics all set up. It's a shame. But, um, but yeah, it's that whole idea that Punk isn't – I've seen a lot of people compare this to Punk Cena and their uh, big promo showdown that they had. But with the roles reversed, now Punk is Cena. He's in the Cena spot, Right. And that relates a lot to what I had to say on the intelligentsia. Punk is in a different place in life and everything else. And it's it's funny that you say because it's like it is almost as if they listen to my rant. Because that's the position they've put Punk in here. He's he's not the guy that he was in 2011. You know, he is more like Cena now. than And, and, and Kingston is more like he was then. And, you know, Punk hasn't had a chip on his shoulder yet in AEW. And this is the first time that he has stopped smiling.
1: Yeah, happy to be here, Punk is gone. Yeah, happy to be here, Punk is, is, is dead for right now, which is great.
0: And he's got a chip on his shoulder again, right? But it's like, he doesn't realize that he's wrong because of where his mind is now. Like, he doesn't understand that he's being... This aloof asshole in a completely different way than he used to be an
1: aloof asshole. Yeah, yeah. But what I like about the promo, too, is there is a little bit of truth to it as well. Where Punk can say, hey, look, you had the ball and you blew it. You know, you and, and, and Kingston could say, oh, man, like, there's a lot of reasons why I, you know, like, but at the end of the day, Punk's just saying, hey, look, when I saw you 15 years ago, you had all the promise in the world. And now look at you. You, you haven't achieved what we thought you were going to achieve. And like, there's a little tinge of truth to that. But what works so much better is that sets Kingston off being like, hey, you have no fucking right. Because where were you the last seven years when I was grinding and busting my ass? You were gone. Yeah.
0: And the other great thing. And Punk Kingston doesn't know said, that. You know
1: what I mean? Punk's just kinda of like, I don't know, I remember you, and now I don't, yeah, and you haven't really quite gotten there. And it was it it really oh cool. my god. Just great the problem. other
0: the other great thing that Kingston said that was also rooted in reality is he was like, The truth is nobody here wants you here. They just don't have the guts to tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was awesome.
0: Because you know there's people there that don't want him. Oh,
1: there. of course. Yeah.
0: You know? And it's so they have they have weaved a lot of reality into this, and that's always the best shit when you're willing to work with somebody and weave reality into it and give it that added element and lose yourself in that moment. And the thing that I said Punk needed to do on the Intel, what they needed to find a way to do with Punk was to put a chip back on his shoulder in some way, because that's what was missing from CM Punk. And they have done that they have found a way to do that with this eddie kingston thing because you you do feel like there's a chip on his shoulder now Mm -hmm. and
1: and you could you could hear a little bit of that old punk in that promo too that's what got me going that's what got the juices flowing a little bit is is when he started getting on a rant and started going off and really starting to talk that was cm punk you know what i mean because we know deep down i think you i think we all know deep down that the ah just happy to be here hey how's it going st louis what's up like you know that that maybe that is punk a little bit more in real life than he than he was, you know, 10 years ago, but I think deep down he's still kind of an asshole, right? Well, no. like,
0: see, I think that is him now because
1: he's he's a
0: millionaire. He's he's content with life. He's happy. He's in a work environment that he enjoys. He's not the same person he used to be. And that was my point all along. And I, I, not, I
1: I think you're right there, but I do think there is some elements that came out a little bit in that promo that I think maybe deep down, like, for sure, I, I, he's he still kind of an out. asshole. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I mean. He's not the same, like, he's not the same, Be, be you know, he's not as, as annoyed with the world and angry at the world that he used to be. But I think deep down, he's still kind of a cocky asshole.
0: Now he's a rich, content asshole.
1: Correct. As Correct.
0: opposed to... Yes the world is wronging me.
1: Yeah. I'm a bitter kind of emboldened asshole. asshole. Now I'm a rich right. asshole that doesn't quite understand why people don't that doesn't you know?
0: understand yeah. that he's a rich asshole. Correct. Correct. He doesn't get that. He's talking down to Eddie Kingston. Like that's the essence of this, you know, like he thinks he's in the right. Like he started off in the right, but the way he's gone about this is he's, he's been, you know, like a privileged asshole is how he's coming across now, you know? And, 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 but, he doesn't understand that he he's he's a heel in this who legitimately thinks he's the babyface you know and 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 doesn't understand why you would think that he's not in the right it's just so interesting the whole thing is so interesting and they built it in a span of 10 days cuz this wasn't even on the radar 2 weeks ago and it only took putting those guys in the ring to do you know one promo with each other and it feels like the hottest match on the show. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody's looking forward to this one.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens in the ring there. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm more than anything, I'm just really curious on the reaction, too, to see where where people stand on it, if it's 100% Eddie, if it's 50-50. It, it, uh, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be just a great, great match and a great, great build. And, and yeah, congratulations to them on, on getting here uh, so quickly as well. Just two great pro wrestlers. Uh, an all-time great story uh, we're seeing here so uh real quickly we'll go over the rest of the card here uh false kind of anywhere christian cage jurassic express versus adam cole and the young bucks uh this should be chaotic and crazy and wild and all that sort of stuff i can't say that i'm like super super interested in it but uh you know uh, yeah it'll be fine i'm sure well adam cole
0: adam cole jungle boy is is uh, what matters here and long term and they're eventually gonna have a singles match and I've seen a lot of good theories as to how that will go and where it will go, but um, that's what you focus on here. Is 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 Adam Cole and Jungle Boy, and Jungle Boy will wrestle Bobby Fish on Friday as the final kind of go home for this match, and then um, you know that that'll be the they'll have a singles match at some point moving forward.
1: And then we have the the very very unlikely pairings here: Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andrade.
0: I have loved everything about this
1: that. <laughs> have you? I, I'm just. I, I find it so weird, but I also kind of am, am, weirdly intrigued by you know the classic. What do these guys talk about? I would love to be in the room for a Malachi Black andrade conversation that that doesn't talk about Zelina Vega.
0: Well, they talk about how much they don't like Cody.
1: Yeah, I guess. And you know, I think- which is a fun. Then that, that's and again, classic pro wrestling. Not to cut you off, that's also classic pro wrestling too. Where it's like, look. I don't really have to like you, but fuck that guy, right? And they're like, yeah, you know what? Fuck that guy. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah, I'm a weirdo that hangs out in dark closets. You're a rich Mexican dude, but you know what? Fuck Cody Rhodes, right? Like, let's team up and beat his ass. And it's like, yeah, I kind of, you know, I do appreciate that. It's like an old Survivor Series team. Like, I don't know. Like, we're the road warriors and you're these guys. Whatever. We want to beat these guys. So who cares?
0: Well, it's two team. Both teams are like that. And they just have mutual enemies. Yeah. You know, same thing with Pac and Cody. But um, the Cody thing is just working for me on every level. I love that no matter what town they go in, you don't know what reaction he's going to get, but it's always going to be a great reaction. Like this week he did the run in and was getting, you know, they were, they were, they were going crazy for him in some towns. They boom out of the building mm-hmm. in other towns. It's a 50, 50 mix, but it's always something. And it's what he's been trying to achieve since he got there. And he's finally gotten there. I mean he's always wanted that dynamic. You go back and listen to the earliest interviews when this was forming and how he doesn't like faces and heels and he just wants people to react to him the way they want to react to and and he was obviously a mega babyface at first because he represented the anti WWE guy and he you know he, he busted up the throne with the fucking sledgehammer and of course they were going to love him at first. But this is where he always wanted this character to be. You know, not even necessarily shades of gray, just I'm me and I want you to react however you want to react to me. And that's what's happening here. And I, I I eat it up every time. I think it's just uh it's something different. And I think everybody involved in this feud has done a great job. And I think the build has been great. I'm really looking forward to the match.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I'm I'm uh definitely, definitely looking forward to this one as well. Uh, and then the buy-in, Car uh, Shida, Thunder Rosa, uh, Nyla Rose, and Jamie Hader. As of right now, that's all we have is for the buy-in. I don't know if anything else has been announced since we've started the recording of the show. I don't believe so, but that is what we have so far uh, there with uh, yeah, Nyla Rose, Hater, Shida, Rosa. So, this a tag match people that aren't on the show.
0: It's all TBS tournament people who are facing each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the gimmick here. Yeah, if you're so,
1: wondering why Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader, and that doesn't make any sense, yeah, it's all who's ever left in the tournament facing each other, so...
0: Well, they're in different stables. You're gonna have uh, it'd be like the old days when like there's a Bobby Heenan family member teaming with a luscious Johnny V.
1: Yeah, they both have to come out to and talk strategy on the way down to the ring. How it's gonna work out? Who's gonna tag yeah. who? You know? Yeah. It's
0: it's you know. So you got uh someone from Britt's crew and someone from Vicky's crew and you know, but they're both in that heel locker room. So oh yeah yeah, finally... yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah common like common common, like common that. enemies. That's uh, that's a, a, yeah. a fun thing about uh, IAW. As well, So that is uh, AEW Full Gear. Uh, like we said, Saturday, uh, we'll go live immediately following the show. Patreon.com slash Voices Wrestling. $10 tier, uh, Instant Reaction Live. We'll have the link out uh, probably at some point tomorrow, so you'll know the link. You can set a reminder to get notified when we do go live. Uh, but yeah, you want to make sure you're on the $10 tier uh, as soon as possible so you don't miss a second of the show. Uh, we'll be going live immediately following uh, the show on Saturday. Patreon.com slash Wrestling.
0: Very quickly, these ratings have not been good the last two weeks. This five o'clock on the West Coast thing—it's
1: not going great. Yeah, that's and everybody kind of anybody with the you know a, at least a mind for you know ratings and ratings patterns said that ah, this is, like it makes sense. Now, I, I you probably talked about something Thursday to your reviews, but it makes sense to go with the West Coast live like they're doing at 5pm it makes all because it's
0: it's smarter than going after the
1: game. right like it's what the problem though is that you're going to eat some shit on these ratings and they're doing that yeah. for sure like what's good now is you have your show it's never going to be preempted you know exactly what time the show is going to be at least till the end of the year and then they go to the tbs everything will be you know back to people's normal. people's
0: dvrs yeah. will catch it right and, right yeah.
1: right right it's not going to get fucked up because if you go after an nhl game Anything can happen there. I mean, you could yeah. you, you, you ask ask local news what that's like being in a local news station, waiting for a World Series game to end or whatever, and it's in fucking you know the the fifteenth inning or whatever, and you're, everyone's sitting at the desk and it's like what do we do? It's a disaster. It's an absolute fucking disaster if you're trying to do a show after a live sporting event. So this is the right idea to do it before because it's going to make it more clean. It's going to make it more obvious, but you're going to eat shit on these ratings for a little bit, and we're we're seeing that right now. I mean, is it? It's a it's big the blow. It's the, a big it's blow. The less,
0: lesser of the two evils, but for sure. And people are giving me a hard time behind the paywall for saying these aren't good numbers. But I, I don't care about the reason. All I care about is they're putting up like .33s leading up to this pay-per-view. And it's not good, you know. And, and yeah, maybe that is the reason. And, and I think we'll know for sure next week because coming off of the pay-per-view and potentially coming off of crowning a new world champion, if they put up like another .35, then, yeah, you know, then we know for sure it's this 5 p.m. on the West Coast thing. And then you just have to wait it out until January when you switch the time. But if they come out next week and put up like a .42, I don't want to hear about this West Coast thing anymore. It just means that people didn't want to watch the last two weeks. So I don't think there's any reason not to just be patient and wait it out and see what the number looks like after the pay-per-view when you figure you're going to do uh, your best number, if the, especially if the pay-per-view is newsworthy. So um you know, at the, while I pro, while I think it's probably the 5 o'clock start time on the West Coast, and that makes the most sense.
1: If you have a a show that's great that people aren't going to miss, they'll watch it at 5 p.m. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's fine. And
0: same-day DVR counts. Right. You know, like, so that's the other thing, you know? And, and so I want to see what it does next week. But either way, you know, in a couple of weeks, they'll be moving to TBS, and then this won't be a factor anymore. And the other thing about that is they'll be, Moved around and preempted a lot less on TBS too. It'll still happen from time to time, but, um, you know, I think it'll happen. I think NCAA tournament will still bump them right Wednesday nights. I'm trying to think.
1: Yeah. You would know better than me Um, on, 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 Wednesday nights. What's going on there, but.
0: Well, that would be the first four they play on Tuesday and Wednesday, but I can't remember if that's on TNT or TBS. But that's neither here nor there. The point is they're going to be moved a lot less on TBS than they will be on TNT. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't TBS in a few more homes than TNT by like? A I couple think
1: more yeah. Hours? If you look at it, which is very strange because I've never ever ever known anybody who has TBS but not TNT. But yeah, there's some I forget what it is, but it's like a couple million more people have TBS. And I would love to see the the, the cable network or the cable uh, provider that has TBS but not TNT. It's very strange, but.
0: Well, TBS, I mean, I would think TBS would be in more homes. It's the older network. It's been around forever. Yeah,
1: they just seem so synonymous. Um, Like like any package that you would sell would have both of them.
0: Did I ever tell you I used to stay at a hotel that would get ESPN2 but not ESPN? Oh,
1: God. That's infuriating.
0: Yeah, my company would put me – because, you know, they would book the hotels. I didn't have a say. And they would always put me in this hotel in Corpus Christi, Texas. And it was a major hotel chain. Like it wasn't like some janky ass fucking. It was, was six.
1: Was it was six in the uh, title of the hotel?
0: Hotel, <laughs> hotel, <laughs> sir, not motel.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, hotel. sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, it was like a major chain. They got, and I would not have ESPN, but I would have ESPN <sighs> too. It was just the weirdest thing. It's <laughs> <That's> a fury. <laughs> yes. It, yeah. So I mean, I would. I, I'm almost positive TBS is in slightly more homes than TNT and they'll be moved a little less.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Now, it's a, you know, you're moving networks. It's still a pain in the balls, but I think long term it, it, it'll probably be a positive move to be on TBS as opposed to as opposed to TNT, especially with the hockey and play now. It's just it it's just a mess. And listen, the hockey's not exactly killing it.
1: No, that's uh, yeah. I don't know if you've been checking out those ratings. That's we're not obviously a sports TV rating uh, podcast, but that uh, I, I don't Listen, know.
0: <laughs> they got it for the playoffs.
1: That's a lot of money to pay for. Yeah, regular season yeah. hockey, but that's that's nobody should be surprised that regular don't season surprise. hockey isn't blowing they, the doors off. So
0: they they they're paying for the playoffs and they're paying for the prestige of having another major league. Sure. Um, you know, they, so that that's the deal there, and. Presumably they're, you know, they're able to get um, decent ad rates because it's, you know, the National Hockey League as opposed to whatever else they'd be airing, you know, in that spot. So, but yeah, it's not, you know, it's not, I mean, Dynamite does much better numbers than these NHL games, but, and, and, and they're the ones suffering for it. But when you're paying that much for something, I mean, that's, that's just how the world works.
1: All right, so let's uh, let's jump to uh, New Japan. How is the voice doing, Joe? Do you want? Are are you good?
0: I am, as you can probably tell, struggling. Okay, and it's getting worse.
1: We will. Let's we'll, go, though. We'll let's see. go. Yeah. All right. All right. you're good, <laughs> you're good. come on. All right. Get that Coke Z going. maybe maybe try water. Maybe try some. Tea. I got water. You're I not got a tea water. guy though. I'll you're not water. a hot tea guy. I would I would have suggested a hot tea with some honey, but uh, I know that's not your vibe, so.
0: I got the water here. I got the fucking okay. It. All right, there we go. Get a
1: lozenge. Do you have a lozenge nearby?
0: What is this Voss? What is this water? I got
1: hey, the fancy water. water. <sighs> you it's got a fancy name brand house, there?
0: Rich. It's a name brand house over here.
1: <laughs> do, At your, least when I do does your fridge one. have water or no? Do you just buy bottled water all the time?
0: I got a fridge with the water gimmick.
1: And you're buying Voss water here.
0: Come on, what? What am I? A poor? Of course, I have a fridge with a water
1: gimmick. I'm just wondering why you're drinking this like expensive bottled water. Then this Fiji water when that you're I, drinking listen, over here. So,
0: this is a name brand house. When I do the shopping, now when TLB does the shopping, it's all store brand. She's My kind of girl.
1: People. My kind of girl. Let's go.
0: She's like, what's the difference? I'm like, she's right.
1: Yes. There.
0: Some items, I agree. Like paper towels, buy the cheapest paper towels available. I, that's, I'm weird. Like, I'll buy the store brand of certain kind of things. But, like, I'm not buying store brand ketchup. I'm getting the Heinz. (laughs) Why does it matter? Because it matters to me. No,
1: it doesn't. It matters to you. It does. Yeah, it matters to you. That's fine.
0: Listen, certain things. Canned vegetables. Go ahead and get the store brand. That doesn't matter. I don't care if your canned fucking corn is the store brand. I don't need the, uh... What's a brand? Green
1: Giants. The Jolly Green Giant.
0: I don't need the the $1.69 Green Giant. I'll buy the $0.89 fucking Kroger brand Okay, for something like that. But like mustard, I'm getting the French's. I'm not getting the fucking store brand mustard. I don't want people coming over to my house and thinking I'm a store brand ketchup guy. I can't (laughs) have that. I can't have it, Rich.
1: Fair. That's fair.
0: Because you have to understand.
1: I grew up very... <laughs> Who comes to your house ever? Is anybody ever at your house? It, that doesn't matter. Listen, okay. I grew up very... You're worried, the, you're worried about the perception of people coming. You've, how many times have you invited people over at your house? How many Listen. times have you said, TLB, X is coming over. <laughs> I invited X to dinner.
0: Listen, <laughs> I grew up
1: poor. It's neither here nor there. Yes.
0: Okay. We didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. We were lower middle class at best. Okay, and I'd go over my friends' houses, and they lived in houses, which was, you know, I grew up in an apartment, sharing a bedroom with two brothers. They'd open up their fridge; they had name brand ketchup. <laughs> that left an impression on. Me. That's fair. That's you fair. Know, yeah. Thought to myself, you know what? I'm gonna be a name. I want to be a name brand. Ketchup. One day,
1: I'm gonna work hard. I'm, I'm hard. gonna have a house. And I'm gonna have name yes. brand ketchup in this refrigerator. So
0: I'm gonna have a house that has stairs. That was important to me. Now I wish I didn't have the stairs. <laughs> I have
1: zero stairs in my house, and I never want stairs, ever, ever. I don't mind. Stairs world. I don't
0: mind being gassed when I come to bed because it was important to me mentally to have a house with stairs and to open up my fridge and have the Heinz ketchup and not the fucking generic brand ketchup because it was embarrassing to me. My friends would come over. Yeah, I'm sure they were judging my refrigerator. My parents did what they had to do. They bought the store brand ketchup. You know, but these people grew up to what I thought in what I thought were mansions, you know, and they had fucking Heinz ketchup. So now I buy the Heinz ketchup. I got like 10 bottles of Heinz ketchup. (laughs) in 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 I do because I can't have TLB going off and buying the cheap ketchup and because she sneaks it in there sometimes. Mm. She's like, what's the difference? It's just for the kids. I'm like, it doesn't matter because one day these kids are going to have friends come over and I don't want them to think that they're store brand ketchup kids. (laughs) <laughs> they need the behind ketchup kids
1: Well I feel bad for my future kids Because they're going to be store brand ketchup kids for sure They need to so.
0: have a refrigerator that has the water and the ice gimmick Because that was like the height of fucking You know this is all psychological for me That was like the height of wealth
1: to me Oh yeah, yeah. well this is my first time having one of those So I, I, I will let you know that it, I'm a year into the uh, having Or two years now into having the uh, water and ice And it, it is a, a game changer absolutely
0: yeah, it makes you feel a little peppy. You're like, I got a refrigerator with the water and the ice. Well, because my
1: mom will come over and she'll, like, fill water in the <laughs> sink. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. no, no. No, no, <laughs> no. Mom, because you helped me go to college and all this sort of stuff, right there. <laughs> hit and that button, filtered. water's going to come. It's delicious. It's cold. You want some ice? You want crushed ice? You can hit that button. You got crushed ice. Whatever you want, ma'am. It's all yours. So.
0: That's right. You got the different kinds of ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So these things were important to me. So that's why, Rich. That's why. You know? That's 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 the mind of Lanza. So that maybe explains to you why those things matter. Yeah,
1: me. yeah, that's good. I'm with TLV. For the record, I'm still with TLV on that, but that's fine. You know,
0: potato chips and snacks, they gotta be named brand too. I gotta get the name brand. I mean, we've talked about this. You're a store brand chip guy. Yeah. I can't oh, yeah. do it. I can't do it. I ate too many store brand chips when I was a kid. Except
1: Doritos. I will not stand with the store brand all right. My parents
0: couldn't afford ruffles. I want to eat some ruffles <laughs> now that I'm an adult and I can afford the ruffles. All right, I want these kids to have some ruffles, you know, because I grew up without the ruffles, I'd eat those flimsy store chips. So, you know, it's all how you're brought up. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: I was brought up on store brand, I still do it because. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm a cheap ass, so there we go. Let
0: so. oh, yeah, I gotta get more water here. I'm dying. Yeah, go ahead, oh. go ahead, go ahead. Listen, I got something for you. Yeah. I gotta. Te- I gotta read you this text message I got this week. It says, uh, "Do you ever take listener questions on the podcast?" I'm reading all this verbatim by the way.
1: Um sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we, we you know, usually when we're light on topics, but go ahead, yeah. If this this per is this, so a, I said, is this a person I should care about? Is this a person that deserves to have their, their question? It's a answered? listener.
0: Listen. So I said sometimes is it that jerk a, that
1: buried my vacation? Because if so, tell them to hit the bricks. All right,
0: someone else. Okay, good. It says I said sometimes on a slow week and sometimes we take calls too. And he said, Okay, great. And I'm gonna read this verbatim.
1: <laughs> so he I have to said, call them? Okay, no, you're gonna have the question here. Okay.
0: He said, Can you say Hey, Rich, I have a special question from a listener. Hi, love the show. Rich, you made disparaging comments about the versatile Obi Toppin earlier this year on the now silent Voices of Wrestling Twitter. Do you regret the comments? <laughs> Do End I quote. regret the Obi
1: Toppin? Are you using this as your way to now get uh, go get water?
0: No, I, I promised this person I would ask okay. on here. My response was, I will ask that. And their response was, thank you. So there you go. Okay, Rich, special question for you.
1: A special question of why I besmirched Obi Toppin. Um, yes. The same Obi Toppin that's averaging seven points a game this year? The same Obi Toppin with 14 minutes per game?
0: I don't know if any of that's true. I the don't same Obi Toppin to who uh,
1: has made, what, how many threes this year so far? Two out of 17 attempts. That's... Are these all facts? These are all finished? facts. Yeah, I'm reading his basketball reference page right now. Um I
0: wasn't aware of any of this. Yeah. I just asked the question. Yeah,
1: 14 minutes. Yeah, he's up from eleven minutes uh, his rookie year to now a exploding 14 minutes per game. <laughs> um uh seven point seven points per game. He's got more fouls per game than assists.
0: Well, he describes him as the versatile Obi
1: Toppin. Yeah. Um is he related to Obi Toppin? No. Okay. Uh, I've seen no other reason why he's so loyal to Obi Toppin. Um, I like
0: how he said on the now silent voices,
1: <laughs> <wrestler who laughs> right? Like as head. as if that is one of the reasons because I'm <laughs> I'm hiding from my Obi Toppin slander.
0: <laughs> I think he's implying that you're hiding from the Obi Toppin
1: team, <laughs> yeah, right? The guy who's almost entirely out of the rotation of the New York Knicks. The uh, did
0: Obi Toppin have a big game or something that prompted this?
1: Because um, let me check and see if Obi Toppin has had a big game. Anytime soon, that pro you got. When did you get this message? This week?
0: Uh, yesterday at nine twenty-six p.m.
1: Okay, he uh he got fourteen. Oh my god, an explosion of fourteen points <laughs> against Milwaukee. Uh, the Knicks lost by twelve. Uh, he played twenty minutes. I wonder if he played most of the fourth quarter. Would <laughs> interesting. Let me see. Well, I know uh, the
0: Knicks came back from like down twenty last yeah, night, but yeah, they ended up yeah. losing anyway. Right? Uh, he played the
1: entire fourth quarter. Scored twelve points in the fourth quarter. So good for him
0: oh, well, there you go. I bet you he was... This listener was probably I was all hyped up. excited about Because the Knicks came back from down 20 and took the lead. Toppin was having a big quarter. Yeah. yeah. And then they ended up losing anyway after he sent the question.
1: So Yeah. Um, yeah, so he started out the year. I believe you also... You, there was some sort of allusion to Obi Toppin at the beginning of the year as well because he had 14 points. Another scoring explosion here with 14 points in the opener. A four-point yeah. win against Boston. He scored 14 points. Uh, the next night against Orlando... New York blew the doors off the Orlando Magic one by 25. The upstart Orlando Magic, who stink, as always. Uh, he had 13 points. And then Joe, he had two, nine, five, one, six, seven, six, eleven, four, 11, four, were his next uh, points Rebounds, so, not really great rebounds either. So he's, he's very versatile. He has two rebounds, two rebounds, four, one, two, three, two, 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 three.
0: Well, are you ready to take back your slander or no?
1: Assists. Since he's versatile, correct?
0: Yes, the versatile Obi Toppin.
1: All right, zero two one two one one zero 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 one three two.
0: Yeah, but I think it's only fair to look at the per forty-eight minute stats, <laughs> right?
1: The, and see how it extrapolates the,
0: the per one hundred possessions, or you
1: know. <laughs> right?
0: But uh, but the bottom line here is, is a, his ready. effective
1: field goal. Look at the on-off stats, and his on-off. I will get. I'm, I'm looking at this now. His on-off stats are pretty damn good. So well. The Knicks are 21.6 points per 100 possessions better when he's on the court, so maybe they should play him a little bit more.
0: Are you ready to take back your OB top and slander? That's what the man wants to know, and I think he's probably listening this week, and he may be um, listening right now for all He I know. might.
1: Uh, my answer, no. He still stinks. So there you
0: okay. go. Okay. All right. Well, listener, I said I would ask. Yeah. So there you go. Once he I stops got it.
1: losing minutes to fucking Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks and, <laughs> and Emmanuel Quigley, <laughs> then we'll talk.
0: Okay, listener, you heard it
1: right. Isn't that fair?
0: Uh, listen, I am neutral here. I don't know anything about when Emmanuel the quickly
1: Saints. has more minutes per game than you. No, I'm not going to reduce my slander. So. All right, fair enough.
0: This has been an ongoing feud you have with this listener with Obi Toppin. This has come up before you. Yeah, know.
1: yeah. This is. He's, he's so invested in Obi Toppin.
0: Uh, he's a Nick fan.
1: Yeah, Maryland. Is he like where did where did he, he went to Maryland? Right. Dayton, Dayton. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he's not. A, is he? Oh, I thought he's a Dayton fan, right? That's the. They, they were really a tournament
0: exist. favorite, and the tournament got canceled. Remember?
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, uh, well, because he was like, he's like twenty-four years old, which is always a good sign too when you're twenty-four in college. So.
0: Look, he was an excellent college player. I'm not I'm gonna sure he was because he was standpoint. he
1: was six years older than everybody else on the court. He's, he's a man playing with boys. Of course, he's good.
0: I can't speak to his pro career. I haven't seen a single minute. <laughs>
1: he's fine. He's a 24 year old bottom of the rotation guy on the Knicks. I mean, uh, would you
0: rather have Obi Toppin or Otto Porter?
1: I'm gonna make you mad here. I'd rather have uh, Obi Toppin. I believe you. You still think Otto Porter's good? I'm telling you, he's not that good anymore, man. He's really no, bad. He's,
0: good. he's gonna win a ring this year with, with uh. He might. State. Yeah, see. he
1: might. He might. You know I think I will I will admit though he is a little bit better. On the Bulls he he barely could run, but he, he feels a little bit better this year, but uh, he still kind of stinks. He's the oldest 28-year-old you've ever seen in your life as well. He's 28. He's 4 years older than Obi Toppin by the way. He's been playing since what? Like <laughs>
0: He's like a 10-year veteran. How's that I
1: know, possible? Cuz he cuz he didn't play in college for 5 years like Obi Toppin did. Which is not a good thing. <laughs> that doesn't bode well when you're 25 and playing in college, so. Anyway. I see
0: uh Omar Yurt Seven, former former Hoy, is doing great with Miami.
1: I don't even know who that is. Who?
0: Omar Yurt Seven? Seven center from Turkey.
1: Omar Yurtz.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's on the heat. You think I'm making that up? Look it up. Was he get
1: did he uh did he stand up for uh Markeith Morris in the uh Nicole Jokic fight? Or no? Uh,
0: listen, I I uh, he may have. I mean
1: Oh, I remember this guy, yeah. I don't um I don't think he's doing much for the Miami Heat. <laughs> I hate to tell you, he has played a total of 27 minutes so far. But uh, hey, you got to. Everyone's got to start somewhere. He's 23 as well. What, is, what the hell?
0: He's a five-year college player, I think, because he Jesus. started at NC State. Man, he was born in
1: 1998.
0: I don't think he touched a basketball until he was like 18. Cut him
1: <laughs> a break. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's
0: fair. Jeez,
1: you're a hard marker. I'm a hard. Well, we're talking. You know, God, coming on here with. He's two years older than Tyler Hero, who's three in his third year already. So. Again,
0: the man transferred. He sat out a year. That's
1: fine. I know. I he, know. Yeah. Those rules suck. Those transfer rules suck. So I'm glad they've uh, changed this.
0: He wanted to play for Pat Ewing. He was willing to sit out a year to learn from another big man.
1: <laughs> How are your is looking this year?
0: Uh, not looking good.
1: No, (laughs) how's this empire not, uh, not doing well?
0: Well, I mean, they lost a lot from last year's tournament team. They're young.
1: I don't know why we're going to these tangents. We, we got to get to this New Japan because your voice is not going to last if we.
0: It's a, it's really struggling.
1: Yeah, it, we're. I, I maybe we're trying to recover it here. Let, let's get a New Japan so then we can hopefully uh, get out of here in a timely manner. So you can uh, hopefully be okay I'm for surprised. Saturday as well. I'm, so I'm
0: surprised you went to the Bulls game last night instead of the Paul opener.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't want to mush them again. So they you were so good. Right off the bat. They were so good. If people don't know the story, the Paul. I'll tell
0: you the story. Yeah, go ahead. DePaul... Go ahead who's been awful for like 30 years ever since uh, Mark
1: Aguirre since Mark Aguirre left. Yeah, they've been showing.
0: Meyer retired. He, they've been terrible. Okay. They finished last place the big East every year. They get off to a nine and zero start. They're the talk of the town legitimately for the first time in years. They're getting some buzz. Rich says, I'll go check out this. The team goes to a DePaul game. They're playing Buffalo. They lose. And then they proceed to go like 11 and 23. The rest of the <laughs> way after so their nine and zero start. Yeah.
1: You totally mushed them. They were like, they got like ranked like number sixteen in the nation, and people were like, "Oh, baby, DePaul's back. Let's go!" And yeah. then I came in. Yeah, that was
0: that was the end of that. Pretty quickly. Not even the good Buffalo team. Like Nate Oats left for Alabama by then. Like it wasn't even Oats. No, no,
1: it was like yeah, it was like they, some old dude. Yeah, I don't even remember yeah. who it was. Some old ass dude <laughs> that just completely ruined them. So, um, yes. no, I will go to a DePaul game though this year. I promise I will do that. So, um, watch the the old Blue Demons. Do their work, okay. Let let, we got to get to this New Japan power struggle. Uh, Let's let's to make this a little bit easier. Let's talk about the top stuff. We don't have to go through the undercard and all this other stuff. What of the undercard? Did you see? Did anything stand out to you? Okay. Do you have anything to say about the undercard? Well,
0: Dukei and uh, Kanamuru they beat the Young Lions. That was you know it was exactly what you would expect for a match like that. Yeah,
1: four minutes, real quick.
0: I don't have a lot of takes on these Young Lions yet. I watched them on. The whole G one. Yeah, I don't
1: know quite yet. Sometimes you see it. I don't know if I quite see it yet with either of these guys, but uh, it's obviously they're not here, allowed really. to do
0: much yet. That's You're the right. problem. They're st- they're still in that stage where they just they they're not allowed to have any offense. Um, I mean they dragged Gato and Jado into the ring on this show uh, with Tangaloa. so you know that they, you know it was a full show for the first time in a long time, and it was Makabe Hanma and Tiger Mask. I'll say that Makabe. Man's got a belly on him these days. He does. Yeah, those gotta,
1: sweets. He's been eating a lot of those sweets. A lot of sweets. <laughs> yeah. He's Halloween's, not staying in ring Halloween's shape. Halloween's a tough time for him. So. No, he
0: is not. he's not staying in ring shape. And then uh, the LIJ leftovers, Bushi, Hiromu, and Sonata. Uh, they beat Wato, Taguchi, and Yuji Nagata. And then um, that would not be the end of Yuji Nagata for the evening, though. Because he would come back for uh, that King of Pro Wrestling deal. And then we got to the business end of the card. You know, as we predicted, as I think everybody on Earth predicted, um, I was refreshing my bookie feverishly looking for a betting line, but they never put one up. House of Torture, the new never-open-man six-man champions, ending what really was a great reign for Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi. Yeah, I'm kind of
1: sad to see them lose. I mean, it's fine because, like, we knew it was going to happen, but it's just kind of, it's like, ah, they, these, these guys were good. You know what I mean? It was a fun, it like legitimized these titles a little bit and made it like a team that really enjoyed having the titles that really did well with them, like really cared, really had good matches and stuff. So it, it is a little disappointing, but.
0: It's um the good thing about having full shows again is we don't get 40 minute never open weight, six man tag team title matches. We get 13 minute never open weight. Six. I don't think they ever went 40, but they definitely went like 25 at times. Um, what did you think of this amateur wrestling deal between Yano and Okan?
1: Um, I didn't mind it. I mean, it's so much better than like the mindless, dumb, like weird comedy stuff that they tend to do with these guys. I kind of liked that it was a little bit more of, of, I don't know. It it was, it was strange. I, I wanted to hate it, but then I ultimately actually kind of think I liked it when it was done. (laughs) Where, Where did you land on it?
0: I thought Yuji Nagata explaining the points was the most interminably long. Non- I mean, <laughs> that,
1: that could have been slimmed down a little bit. God. Yes.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah, geez. they probably
1: could have tightened that up a bit. So.
0: Um, I think it was interesting and I was into it for like the first minute. And then I was really bored and I just didn't care anymore. I thought it was, a, it was different and it was an interesting idea, but I don't really want to see it ever again. Um, but it was different, and I'd rather wa- – like you're saying, I'd rather watch that than some Yano
1: scene. Yeah, Yano taking Tom the corner pad off and Yano t- t- you know, taping some guy's hands to the ring pole. I've seen that 10,000 times already. So, yeah it, was, yeah, it was fun to at least be something a little bit different. But
0: and They were wearing their wrestling singlets, and they had the corner man. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I like was- that, yeah. Aaron Harnare come out. To, you know, it's, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and what I really liked was um, so Yano won it by a point. He won six to five, and they had the running scoreboard in the corner on the screen. And did you ever hear a person more relieved than Kevin Kelly when he was like, "Oh great, we're gonna have a scoreboard."
1: Oh, yeah, he's thinking, "Oh my god, I don't know how to score wrestling." Are you kidding? Me? Yes.
0: He would have been lost and had no clue how to call this match. If Hell that's no. And I'm sure he'd admit it to uh, you know privately. Uh, but they put the little scoreboard. Yeah, he was the, like, "Oh,
1: a scoreboard." Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, you could tell his his the tone completely in his changed. Voice. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because it was like a score bug when you're watching a yeah, game, like right, it was right, on right. the bottom of the screen. It was very handy. Um so uh Yano wins by a point, but I loved how Ocon like attacked him afterwards and put the boots to him. Yeah. That I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. That's just classic pro wrestling, you know. Like the heel's like, "All right, I lost, but fuck this guy. I'm going to kick his ass anyway." So uh so, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting and it was it was something different, at least. Um So Despy beats Robbie Eagles for the junior title. So Despy will go into the super juniors as the junior champion. I thought that Robbie Eagles, as always, was really, really good here. He was selling the leg and that became the story of the match. And Then eventually he got put in the stretch muffler and uh, that all led to the finish and everything. Robbie Eagles is a guy who could definitely get by doing spot fests, but he doesn't do that. No. All of his matches. He can. Yeah. He just doesn't. (laughs) He's good enough to do that. Like he could, he could get by just, just being a spot fest guy, but his matches always tell a great story and have, you know, a lot of psychology built into them. And that was no exception here. And obviously Despy is that kind of wrestler too. So I thought this was really good. I thought it was borderline notebook.
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot. I was kind of, I, I was a little surprised by the finish. Uh, I did not think Desperado was going to win. I thought they would go with Eagles a little bit longer. Uh, but I don't hate the finish. I, I don't hate Desperado, obviously, winning the title. Uh, and I thought this was good. Yeah, I thought this was a really, really good match. And, and it's one that, you know, and we'll talk about it on the rest of the show. There was a, some matches on the show that just, like, really died by not having a, you know, a crowd, not having a crowd that could cheer, all that sort of stuff. And that's been obviously a problem for New Japan for, for two years now. But this is one that this match could happen in front of, 10,000 people 10 fans or whatever it was just a, a really good in-ring match and it really didn't matter how the crowd reacted it didn't really matter how you know different things uh, were related to it but no I thought it was really really good stuff and and these guys are, are, are great dance partners uh, and, and two of the better guys in New Japan this year uh, in terms of outputs that they've had and, and, and yeah Robbie Eagles I think I could safely say probably one of the more underrated wrestlers in the world right now. He's so good, and I don't know that that many people really put him in that pantheon or think of him immediately. When you say, hey, who are some of the best wrestlers in the world? Or honestly, who are the best juniors in the world? I don't think he would come up uh, immediately, and that's uh, it, it sucks because he absolutely is. and he's, He gets he's overlooked,
0: and I, and you're right. I don't think he should. I mean, he's he's very good. Um,
1: All
0: right, so Kenta. Beats Hiroshi Tanahashi for the U.S. title. So I guess Chase Owens is never getting that title shot. No, after. sorry, bud. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so uh, it's just going to be one of those G1 things that people complain. Well, they won't complain in this case because they, yeah, they won't care. They won't care. I thought this was physical. I thought they worked really hard.
1: Dude, Tanahashi, I'm like, he's getting to that top rope where, where he's up, you know, the, the, the spot where he, you know, Kent is on the table and Tanahashi's on the top rope. And I'm thinking, all right, well. Kenta's going to get up and toss him off or whatever. And then I'm like, this is going on a little bit longer. Like, is he going to, he just fucking does a high fly from the top rope to a table, to the outside. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, that is a big time spot for yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi on a fucking power struggle. Right.
0: This was very physical, very physical for, um, for a match with, you know, limited crowd, but 2200 people there or whatever. In that you know six thousand seat building or whatever yeah. it is in uh, in Osaka, this is the old body maker, right? The old body maker. Uh, body yeah,
1: Edeon. Edeon, man. the old body maker Coliseum. Yeah, which I it'll always be the body maker to me. So,
0: yeah, we're Dragon Gate run. You st- yeah, well, they they still run. They run all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think that made up for. You know, what Kenta lacks now physically, and Tanahashi's losing some of his physical skills too, even though his output is still uh, very good. I I didn't think this was a great match or anything, but I thought the physicality made up for it.
1: Yeah, to me there was like the collective tissue of the match kind of stunk, like between them like doing the really big spots and the really cool stuff. It was a lot of just, like, nothing happening. You know what I mean? You're just like, all right, what, what are we doing here? Let's go, guys. Let's go. And then they would go and do, like, some big spot or, or something. So, like you said, a physical match with a lot of really fun spots. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I think it lacked, like, a, a, a total, um, you know, uh, whatever people. People use the terminology. I like different terms for it all the time. But, I don't know, it just lacked a cohesion that, that made it really work. You know what I mean? It was it was fine.
0: So, Okada beats Tamatanga to retain his... I don't know. A title he just has
1: decided to <laughs> this thing. His midlife yeah. crisis. Yeah, I think Jay Michael who who did uh, the review for Voices of Wrestling. Uh, had a really good thing at yeah, voicesofwrestling.com if you want to read that. Just an incredible thing about just Ta- uh, or Okada's like midlife crisis here where he's just like, nope, it's a belt. I am the champion." <laughs> like, "You're not the champion, man." <laughs> like, nope, yes. it's I want the G1, but I want the title." They're like, "Well, yeah, you, you can get a trophy." And he's like, "No, I don't I I want the belt." They're like, "All right, fine, you can have the belt." It's like I'm the champion. They're like you're not. You're not the champion. <laughs> like it's just. It's, it's a very strange thing, and nobody's quite sure what to do. And I think even in the match header, he put like you know champion with a question mark because it's like I, I sort of, kind of. It's just. It's perfect yeah. midlife crisis stuff. I love it. It's 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 incredible.
0: I mean, if Tama would have won, he'd be wearing that belt, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess.
1: guess. <laughs> I suppose.
0: So, um, I thought the match was good. I, you know. I... <laughs> This may have been one of those situations where it was a victim of me seeing hype before I watched it. I was expecting more out of this because everybody's going crazy about how great it was. People I were think going crazy great.
1: about this match. Yes. Oh.
0: Yes. Mm. Um. Mm. So on cage match. Well, let's see. Maybe.
1: Yeah, because my my right. TV my the match that I watched on my television was not that great. It was fine, but not. Uh... Cage
0: match. It has an eight point oh four. Mm. So that's a notebook match. Um, grapple that seems high.
1: It was an, a, a decent little match. That seems a little high for me.
0: Well, what'd you have it at?
1: Uh, I went three and three quarters with it. So,
0: well, it's a it quarter star more. What are
1: you complaining <laughs> it about? <laughs> it's different. It's a big, it's a big quarter.
0: That stars a bit. a big quarter. Grapple is at 3.83.
1: Okay. So I'm, I'm with the uh, the angry Europeans that hate everything. So,
0: yeah, I'm at like three and a half, three point seven five, 3.75, somewhere in that neighborhood, but. Um, maybe I just saw some people who really, really liked it as opposed to just, yeah. but I mean, it was better than the G1 match between the two. Um, and I thought it was a a pretty good match, but I didn't, I didn't think it was a great match, but anyway, Okada wins as we all knew he would. And then that set up Okada challenging the winner of this one, which was Shingo and Zack Sabre jr. Which is getting rave reviews all over the place. Um, actually, the the ratings for this aren't as high as I thought they would be either. It's Interesting,
1: because I like this match a lot.
0: Four point three eight on Grapple. Okay. And nine nine point one nine on cage. Well, yeah, that's, you know those are pretty good. It's a big time rating on 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 cage match because that's like four and over four and a half. Um, but four point three eight. On grapple that's more the neighborhood I'm in I didn't love it I thought it was really good But I didn't I'm seeing match of the year Hype and I'm not that crazy
1: No 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 while I say I loved it I'm I'm definitely it's not in my match of the year whatsoever I I thought there was a lot of really really good stuff To like about it Um, I'm, I'm at four and a quarter basically with it so easy easy Like quote unquote notebook for me uh, but no, I I think it's very far away from being like a match of the year contender or anything like that. It really good stuff. I mean, there was a lot of great work in it. I think it told a very good cohesive story. Uh, Zach it, it has been tremendous and and kind of carried over what I thought was a really good G one uh, into this match. Shingo is Shingo. He's he's awesome. And these two guys have great chemistry in this match. And there was a lot of really really fun spots and a lot of really cool kickouts and stuff. It's just there's a certain, to me right now, there's a certain ceiling on any New Japan match that, like, maybe for some people it's not a barrier, but to me it's just like, I don't know, without, without a crowd really truly making noise, it's really hard for me to invest that much in these matches or invest that much in kickouts or invest that much in kind of the story of the match. I mean, in a vacuum, it was very, very good, but but it, I, I think it just, it, yeah, it, it nowhere near match of the year contender for me, but still still a match that I would definitely go and check out. Like, if you haven't watched the show yet, I would say you should definitely watch it, but I, I, I think I actually preferred their G1 match a little bit more than this one.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. Um, I think they're they're similar. This one. This one was really. I like the pace. I mean, this was a half hour match that flew by. It did fly by when
1: they made the thirty minute call. I could not believe it had already been thirty minutes.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it went a shade over a half hour, and it, it, it definitely was the kind of match that didn't drag for those thirty minutes. If it, it flew by, um, and. Shingo was great as usual and and Saber this was more a Saber style match than a Shingo style match so he was obviously uh very good as well but um Shingo gets by as you knew he would because you know Saber wasn't even probably wasn't even going to be I mean it would have been a Bushi right I mean a Bushi probably you think a Bushi would have um had he not gotten hurt I mean that was he would have been the opponent right I think so yeah I think so um so I mean you know he it it delivered from that aspect um I'm like I'm with you there's still I'm not as down on New Japan as you are but um it still doesn't feel like I
1: just can't get invested in it yeah it's just hard to really get like Um, all right, let's go. Let's. I, I just don't, yeah, and I, it's not just the crowds either. I think there's also, and we'll, we'll talk about it as we obviously get closer to Wrestle Kingdom and the preview of that. I'm just that, that invested in the title and the top picture, and it sucks because, like, I love, love Shingo. You know what I mean? He's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Okada, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. I've been clamoring for his Zack Sabre Jr. push for a while. Will Ospreay, I love Will Osprey. You know, I mean? like, everybody that's in the yeah. mix, I love. I just, the stories, I just, I'm just not into the the booking of new japan right now and it's they've they've done a lot to make me not care about what feels like something i should easily easily very much care about but uh it it's we'll see as we get into wrestle kingdom and it might maybe it is just the crowds but i also think the booking the multiple titles the the confusion the multi-day wrestle kingdoms the the g1 trophy no it's a title no now it's just to me i like joe i liked boring ass new japan where you won the fucking g1 you got a trophy and then you know, faced the champion at Wrestle Kingdom, and then whoever won the title then was the champion. You know what I mean? Like that's I kind of just like that.
0: Yeah, between the 19 guys having claims for the title again, which seems like they're just going to do that every year, and then it doesn't look like crowds are going to be back in time for Wrestle Kingdom. I really think I'm going to struggle with those shows. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll get more of the crew back in. You know Jay White and Willow Spray and all those guys, and that'll help. But um, yeah, I just I just I'm still patiently waiting around for it to be real New Japan again. Yeah. And I, I think when it is, it's going to be great. I mean, that's been my opinion all along. I think when they get do get the crowds back and the crew back, this this roster's as loaded as anybody's. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm waiting for. And I I just don't think Wrestle Kingdom it's gonna it's gonna happen in time. And the bigger these buildings, with the with the look, it's the worse it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, oh god, the it's echo, just uh, that
1: echo. Yeah, yeah. The clap. The echo. The sound of a clap echoing <laughs> into a rooftop is just, oh.
0: Robbie Eagles trying to clap the crowd. And they, <laughs> I know. They they can't go along with him, and it's just. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Oh man, but hey, we got tournaments now. Yeah, best of the Super Juniors. And the World Tag League, there's a fantastic preview of the Best of the Super Juniors uh, up at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Andrew Rich, host of uh, Music of the Mat, uh, published that. Really, really good stuff. So if you're looking to get into the Best of the Super Juniors, VoicesOfWrestling.com, check out that preview. Uh, starts on November 13th. Yep, this weekend already, Joe. Best of the Super Juniors. Uh, it is 12 participants in one block. Uh, last year, they did 10 participants in one block. and In prior years, they had obviously done blocks. Uh, this time, one block, 12-person Round robin here. We have El Desperado, Hiromo Takahashi, Taiji Ishimori, Sho Yo, Bushi, Master Wato, Robbie Eagles, Ryusuke Taguchi, Duki, El Fantasmo, and Yoshinobu Kanamoro are your best of the super juniors. I mean, that's pretty much the list you thought it was going to be. I don't think anyone's a real surprise there. And I think the winner is, I mean, it's, it, there's, there can't be any more of a mortal lock to win this tournament than, than Hiromo, right? Yeah, like why even have the tournament just, just give it to Hiromu I mean there's some fun matches in there but yeah it's like there's no interest whatsoever in who's going to win this it's so clearly going to be Hiromu without any any doubt whatsoever
0: one block so they're not even splitting it into two blocks so you get everybody will have 11 matches um, so 22 for the max points you figure Hiromu will have like you know between 18 and 20 or something like that and uh, and win the whole thing you know, I mean, it's not the most exciting field, but they had to use all the native guys. You know, they couldn't bring anybody
1: in. And it's fine. Yeah, all things considered, it's 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 not bad. I mean, Desperado will, will go in there and have great matches. Hiromu will go in there and have great matches. Ishimori is always kind of a you never know with him. Sometimes Eagles. yes, yeah. Eagles will have tremendous matches. Uh, the Show and Yo stuff will be fun, obviously when they face each other. Um, Bushi is fine, in some times. and sometimes and Taguchi always goes out there and, and and I don't know if he still can do that. Uh, but there used to be many, many years where he would go out there and just bust his ass during Best of the Super Juniors. I don't know if that's one of this. You know, I don't know if he's doing it these times. But uh, uh, having Fantasmo in there does help a little bit too. I mean, he, he definitely – like I know he's not everyone's uh, bag, but he's – you know, I, I do enjoy uh, the, the, the Fantasmo experience uh, for right now. But I, I think, yeah, it's a solid enough tournament. I, I don't think I'm going to be watching every single match from it. But uh, there will certainly be matches that I'll definitely check out.
0: Yeah, I wonder if Show is going to cheat the whole way. Mm. you know so you keep an eye on that
1: yeah. Um. probably right <laughs>
0: yeah I mean probably yeah
1: <laughs> And then we have World Tag League. That is a 12-team round-robin format this year. Uh, so, again, one block, 12 teams, round-robin. Starts on November 14th, concludes on December 15th. So they're going to be doing the staggered thing where the 13th is going to be the best of Super Juniors, the 14th World Tag League. So anytime they're doing shows, it'll be one you know, one, 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 one. So uh, leading to the December 15th, when I think they both culminate uh, on that show. World Tag League, uh, we have some fun teams here to talk about. One team in particular that I'll, I'll, uh, I'll save for the last on our list. But we have Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toro Yano. Uh, teaming together, we have Great Bash Shield. Do, do you want to react to Tanahashi and Toro Yano? We
0: have different definitions of fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fun team.
1: Uh, great Bash Shield, Togi Makabe and Tomiyaki Hanma. Joe's a, a spirit animal right now. Uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, Satoshi Kojima, Tenkoji. Yuji Nagata. So
0: two teams that are actual teams.
1: Yes, uh, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Yuji Nagata and Tiger Mask. Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi Tiger
0: mask I had a report behind the paywall this week five dollar tier um he was he's a replacement probably I couldn't confirm it but it looks like for for Kota Ibushi would have been in that spot with the yeah Gata.
1: oh that seems like a moral lock yeah is, I'm trying to think of how many times
0: so, so Tiger mask was going to be the alternate for the junior title uh for the uh best of Super Juniors in case, you know, COVID or. Sure, sure, sure. It. But. Instead, they couldn't. Whoever Nagata's partner was going to be, who may have been Ibushi, you know, and he isn't ready yet. So what they did, because Tiger Mask is one half of the junior tag team Champions, Right,
1: so right. And this, is, this is also his first ever uh tag league because he's always been in the best of the super yeah. juniors instead. He hasn't been in the tag league. So,
0: yeah. And so it's pretty weird to have one half of the junior tag champs in the heavyweight world tag league. Well, that's the reason. He, yeah. he's a he's a replacement and since he what they didn't need him for super juniors as it turned out, he ended up being the replacement.
1: Uh and then moving on here we have uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi Naito, Tatsuya Naito back apparently, nice and healthy and man, I can't <laughs> that seems like a tough a real quick timeline to come back, but he's apparently ready to go. Uh He's going to be facing uh, teaming with Sonata uh, in the World Tag League. I would, I would be definitely expect Sonata to do a lot of the heavy lifting there. I, do, does this seem like a very short timeline for Knight to be back already, or, or does this sound about right to you? Well,
0: I mean, I don't know. Was it work? Was a like how worked was the injury? Or I'm not saying he wasn't really hurt, but how. We don't know the extent, of right?
1: The was it a t- was it just like, hey, my knee kind of hurts a little bit, or was it like a truly tear, like a tear or something like that? Because well, yeah, for,
0: well, to take him off of the tour, it had to be se- somewhat serious. They weren't going to pull him off the the G one tour, yeah,
1: go, right? Exactly, right. right, right.
0: But we never really got a report that we don't know whether he blew an ACL or we don't know what the injury was. Yeah, so I, I I don't know if it's maybe he did blow out his knee and he's just going to fucking tape it up and go I don't, I don't know how wise that is for world tag
1: league right but. i would say like if you're gonna sit out the g1 if it's bad enough that you're gonna sit out the g1 i think i would also just say hey chill out on the world tag league and and make sure you're ready for for wrestle kingdom but
0: but if he's not in the title picture at wrestle kingdom and he's gonna be in the tag title match then he has to do this tour true to win the tournament
1: right and maybe that's where the guy they said hey man tape it up and and we'll keep you to a minimum you know, we'll have Sonata do the heavy lifting because yeah, we we want you to rehab you know active recovery here where you were in the ring. Uh but yeah, it'll be fascinating to see. We'll definitely see when he comes out and see how much how taped up it is and, and and what his work looks like. Uh to to find out. So that, that'll be something to keep an eye on as well. Uh Dangerous Techers uh in this as well, Taichi and Zack Saber Jr., of course. Uh, I'm gonna skip this one team, we'll go to them in a second. Great Okan and Aaron Hanare, uh the Gorillas of Destiny back after Tomatonga's single four way. We have uh Tomatonga and Tangaloa, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owen, so all kind of the standard teams that nobody's really surprised about. But then this one name got everybody up in arms and wondering, oh my god, what is happening here? Minoru Suzuki and Taka Michinoku. He's back in New Japan Pro Wrestling.
0: Yeah, so again, full details behind the paywall, $5 tier, but uh, this is another Dick Togo initiative. He's been pushing to get Taka back in for a long time. I mean, he tried to get him in for uh, the, the junior tag league earlier this year to team with uh Dookie, but um, th- they didn't go for that. And the lobbying this time worked because they didn't, they wanted to avoid using young lions or any kind of um, drastic outsiders for this thing. So because Taka at least has a tie in with Suzuki gun and everything, you know, he used, you know, used to be in the stable and all that. Um, Togo finally lob- lobbied successfully to get him back in. So he'll team with Suzuki. And as of right now, it's a one-off, the tour. There's still some heat there, although some of it has subsided. But um, it's a one-off. You could look at it as a trial run. No, because he has Togo in his corner and Togo is continuing to gain influence in the office. So if Taka behaves himself and acquits himself well, you know, it's possible you see more of him. But for now, it's a one-off. And I know a lot of people have asked, because it's Taka, you know, the the Just Tap Out crew, there's no plans to bring in any of the other JTO guys mm-hmm. at this time. It's just Taka. It's just for this tour. But um, do I think he can prove himself here and maybe work his way back into everybody's good graces, maybe, but I was also told that a lot of the crew aren't happy about him being brought back. So, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, he's going to lose the fall every night, and the team is not going to do well. I mean, they're not going to win more than a couple of matches in this thing because he's probably the lowest-ranked guy in this whole deal. Right. Yeah, you, well, Chase Tiger Mask,
1: uh, the, the only thing you would say Tiger Mask, but he's a champion, so he obviously yeah. is going to get protected at least a little bit. And then I guess yes. you go to like a Chase, Chase Owens. Owens and a Yudro are your next two guys. But yeah, I'd say Taka's probably below or – yeah, I think he's definitely below Chase Owens, and I would put him probably below in that's in this case too.
0: Taka's the lowest-ranked guy in this tournament. I mean, even when he was with the company, he was a pin eater. And now he's like technically an outsider. So – They're not going to win many matches. You know, they'll win one or two matches tops, and he's going to lose every fall. But um, I have more details on that, like I said, behind the paywall. That, there's some Jay White details coming off of that interview he did with Fightful, which I think we have details nobody else has. And, um, you know, the Tiger Mask stuff, so that's on the $5 tier.
1: Uh, so that is the World Tag League, like we said, twelve round, uh, twelve team round robin, just one block starts uh, this weekend, uh, concludes on the fifteenth. So both those tournaments going on back to back, uh, and then we'll do our final topic here, and then we'll get out of here. And let Joe uh, rest that voice uh, for this weekend, so he's all good for full gear. Uh, Battle in the Valley, New Japan Battle in the Valley coming up this weekend. Uh, we talked about unfortunately going head to head ish with Full Gear. Uh, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate that it kind of happened that way, but. It's fine, you know the people that are going live for for Battle in the Valley. I, the tickets are still, I think, they did okay ticket wise, right? They ended up, uh, I, I forget where they were on the last. I haven't seen what Wrestle Tickets said. I they... see
0: conflicting reports. Wrestle Tickets is saying like fourteen or fifteen hundred. Okay. And then there's another source saying nineteen hundred.
1: That's a big difference. Uh, yeah, I wonder which. It's
0: you're... <laughs> a big difference, <laughs> yeah. and I and I and I don't know where the difference lies but i'm gonna go with wrestle tickets because they seem to be very active. they've been solid
1: as fuck yeah so far with
0: these sorts of things so we're gonna say they're at about 1500 as we speak yeah this is
1: so this is seven hours ago they said uh tickets yeah 1400 1402 tickets uh supply estimated setup capacity 2000 so only 69 percent thousand yeah, so only six nine percent of those uh, uh, picked up. So we'll see if there's a walk up or if that's probably going to be it. And and yeah, running head to head with full gear, running at the same time as full gear is probably not going to help that much at all. So
0: there might be a couple hundred walk up and a, and a you know a couple dozen more. Um, you know, in the next two days, they'll probably be around fifteen or sixteen hundred. Which is a which that's is a good
1: little number, house. yeah, good little number, yeah. I mean, like you said, optics are very interesting here, where you know they come in here and they they you know they sell 1,600 tickets, and people are like, I don't know, <laughs> things aren't going good. It's like that's not bad. Like how, how many indies would kill to sell sixteen thousand tickets in San Jose? You know,
0: sixteen. Well, sixteen hundred or six hundred.
1: Sorry, sorry, not sixteen thousand. That'd I be think big. Any,
0: I think anybody would like to sell sixteen. <laughs>
1: Sixty thousand be big. That's a big story now. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So and and you know. For people who don't know, I mean, it wasn't originally head-to-head with Full Gear. And they would have had mocks on the show. Well, I guess at the end of the day, nobody would have had mocks. But you get the idea. You know, AEW ended up changing the date and everything. And and then pulling the people they needed for the pay-per-view. And then you have people who don't want to buy tickets because they want to stay home and watch the pay-per-view. Because it's head-to-head. So, you know. Through no fault of their own, New Japan really got screwed here. Okay, so they bring Okada in, and they're going to put Okada on the show. And with as many times as Okada was mentioned on Dynamite the other night, you know he's showing up in AEW at some point. It obviously can't be at full gear because he needs to be in San Jose. But they wouldn't have mentioned Okada, you know, 478 on Dynamite if he's not showing up. Yeah, in every
1: tweet leading up to it, every single second on Dynamite, Okada, Okada, Chaos, Okada, Chaos, Okada, to to the point where Tony Schiavone, I'm like, Tony, you don't, like. Tony was saying it every single time that he could. I'm like, Tony, how much do you know about Okada? Shut up. So it's clearly on some sheet that said, mention Kazuchika Okada as many times as possible. So,
0: So it's going to hurt their pay-per-view buys because people are going to choose AEW. And it's hurting some of their ticket sales as well. I mean, anecdotally, I've seen people in our Discord s- flat out say, I would have went to this show, but I'm staying home to watch the AEW pay per view. Yeah. So, you know, and they're still going to draw, you know, 15, 1600 people minimum, you know, depending. I'm sure they'll sell a hundred, couple hundred tickets between now and, and bell time. Um, you know, so Resurgence did the sellout 2200 plus. And then they did. You know, between 800 and 1,000 in Philly both nights. They did about 800 in Dallas both nights, seven eight hundred. And now they're going to do about 15 or 1,600 here. This is not peak New Japan where you're putting 6,600 people in the Cow Palace when the elite was still in the fold and AEW didn't exist. But I think people are being a little too hard on these numbers. I mean, that's not bad. They're doing game-changer numbers. And the perception is Game Changer is super hot and New Japan is super cold. And I get that the starting points matter. I'm not saying Game Changer is not hot because they are. And I'm not suggesting New Japan is hot because they're not. But I think that that perspective does matter. You know, they're averaging about the same. You know, I don't know that Game Changer has drawn 2,200 people for any of their shows right uh, yet. I mean, they will for Hammerstein. I don't know how many people they could fit in that, you know, showboat in Atlantic City. Probably about a thousand or something, maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred, I don't know. But New Japan's gonna do fifteen hundred this weekend, and New Japan did twenty two hundred in LA, and New Japan puts a thousand people in Philly back to back nights. I mean, I think people are being a little too hard on New Japan right now. And they don't have TV. You know? So they lost their TV, they lost the elite. And they're still putting four figures in these buildings. I mean, I I don't think, you know, people act like these New Japan shows are complete disasters. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think they know their lane, and they're not booking gigantic buildings. And you know, they've had a sellout here or there. I mean, L.A. sold out. You know, they're doing okay. They're doing fine. I mean, this show is going to have a very healthy gate. It's going to have a six-figure gate with the ticket prices. So. Uh, what's the card? Let's run down the card real
1: quick. Yeah, I'll go real quickly through the card. Uh, really fun card on, on on paper. I wish I wish they weren't on at the same time, because I would really like to watch this one too, but we will definitely watch it and review it uh, next week. Uh, Yuya Yuamura, and Josh Alexander. Yes. Yeah, sounds great. Fucking incredible. Uh, Brody King and Chris Dickinson versus Bateman and Mysterioso.
0: Yeah. Now a stray
1: lot of dog these, army of Bateman and Mysterioso.
0: A lot of these matches, I mean, if you're keeping up with Strong, that helps, but you know, even if you're not, You know, they're just going to go out there and wrestle. So if you're a wrestling fan, you can jump right in and watch a lot of this stuff anyway.
1: Uh, Then we have Fred Rosser, David Finley, Rocky Romero, Alex Coughlin, and Alex Zane versus Team Filthy. Tom Lawler, Jared Kratos, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, Royce Isaacs. We talked about that. A big uh, Fred Rosser, Team Filthy a battle there, 10-man tag. Uh, Clark Connors and Carla Fredericks versus Jeff Cobb and TJP.
0: Yeah, so United Empire, you know, getting together. On these shores, TJP, if people don't know, he's part of that now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, and Jeff Cobb, obviously, is having a really big year.
1: Uh, Then we have a match that I'm really looking forward to seeing. uh, Rennerita versus Will Ospreay. Very curious how Rennerita does in this spot. Uh, Curious how Will uh, does as well because, you know, obviously – Trying to, and they're really pumping up that character too. And they're really trying to get stuff going. And, you know, New Japan, uh, you know, in in Japan is saying, hey, you know, he's a paper champion. You got Okada here with his fake, you know, so there's a lot that's going to come to a head here. So obviously, Will is going to win this and win this pretty definitively. uh, But I'm super curious how Ren Narita, how he looks in in this match. This is a big spot for him. So
0: when Ren Narita was a young boy, Will Ospreay gave him a ton in Best of the Super Juniors, mm
1: -hmm, mm mate.
0: And they had a four star match. When, when Narita was a young boy. So, this is Ren Narita, who, you know, he's in that weird period where he's not a young boy anymore, but he's not really, you know what I mean? But he's not, a, he's clearly not a, treated like a young boy anymore. And Willow Spray is always a very generous worker. Like, he, he, he sold for the guy when he was a young boy. He'll sell for him now. So, they had a great match before. I don't see any reason why they can't have a great match again, even though it's, you know, a hundred percent outcome that Willow Spray is going to win.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's not so. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we have Juice Robinson versus Moose. That's a uh, very interesting matchup. Juice Robinson and Moose.
0: I mean, it is interesting. I mean, I think it's taken as a given at this point that Juice is going to leave in January when his contract's up. I think it would be more of a surprise if he didn't leave. Yeah. At this point, so you're curious of the booking there. I mean, I, it's not out of the question that Moose wins that. I mean, I might I, he might be the betting line favorite.
1: Oh, certainly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's just no justification for Juice winning right now other than he's your roster guy, but he's your roster guy for what? You know, two more yeah. months. So, you know, another month and a half or whatever. Yeah, I, I, what, what's that worth it to you? So.
0: And I could totally see New Japan bringing in Moose when the world opens oh, up. Oh, for he's,
1: sure, for sure. That strikes yeah, me as a guy they would love and he would love to be in there too i think probably as well it'd definitely uh uh be pretty cool so i'm ex- interested in that one uh then an uh, oh my god okada versus buddy matthews the former I buddy know. murphy in I front know. of a crowd that's going to be able to make noise i am so I excited know. for that match
0: yeah and that tells you i mean you know i think buddy matthews is in i mean i you know
1: great spot he gave for
0: him. him the okada match and the perfect yeah, platform too and he's going to want to go out there and just make a statement and crush it He's a nerd. He wants to have a great match, and uh, New Japan got him. I don't know if AEW made a play for him um, or how hard that play was. I'm sure Impact would have taken him, but he New Japan got him. Yeah, and I think he's a great fit there.
1: Yeah, he's playing and, a long game there, probably a little bit, you know, of, of yeah. hoping that, you know, when the world opens up, he can go back and forth or whatever. So that is a risk to take because there's a lot of these domestic companies that are probably a little bit more stable. You know what you're going to get out of them. But the, you know, this is a, a great, to me, a great play. This is the way to go because, you know, if it works out and when the world opens up, this is going to be a, just a tremendous asset for him. Hey, it's listen, gonna be perfect. This for him.
0: guy is probably thinking Prince Devitt. AJ Styles, Will Ospreay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't that be me? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And he's not wrong. He's, he's absolutely he's right, wrong. too. Yeah.
0: Now, I don't know if he'll ever have the personality of some of those guys or the natural charisma of some of those guys, but let's see. He's not thinking that when his head hits the pillow at night. He's thinking, I'm going to be the next Willow Ospreay. I'm going to be the next AJ Styles. And I'm going to become a global superstar. And New Japan's going to do for me what it's done for these guys. Yeah. So, and he's going to be motivated. And this is really his coming out party. He hasn't worked a ton of matches. I I, I heard a rumor his price is real high. Now, I don't know how true that is or whatever, but maybe he's one of these guys that's like, look, I, I'm going to New Japan and that's where I'm going. And I'm not getting out of bed unless it's for, you know what I mean? He could be one of those kind. Sure. of yeah. I, I don't know. But I love the idea of this dude. In New Japan, because I, I think the way he works, is Big Match Buddy.
1: Oh, Big I Match mean, Buddy. He's got a great body, too. Like, you know, Tanahashi's going to lay his eyes on this guy and go, whoa, here we go. You know, like, he's just perfect for that company. Yeah, he just he get, he's way too serious. You know, I mean, he's an overly oh, yeah. serious, big match guy. He can go spam. I mean, yeah, it's perfect.
0: The aesthetic is good. Yeah. And people who don't know because they weren't watching those B shows in those days, I mean... He picked up the name Big Match Buddy because he'd go out there on 205 Live or whatever the fuck every week and just crush it. I mean, it matches that nobody was paying attention to but me and, like, five other people. But trust me, this guy can go. I You know, if Okada is in the mood, I mean – this might sound crazy. This has a match of the year. Oh, like- for sure.
1: Yeah. Especially in front of a crowd and if Okada goes out there saying, hey, man, like, and it seems like, I mean, there, there seems to be a decent amount of hype around him. I mean, he's the one that called him out or whatever, but yeah, if Okada's feeling it and he wants to go out there, we know big match, Buddy's going to be down to do it. And if Okada says, yeah, man, let's go and let's fucking blow the doors off. Let's do it. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, I, am I. this is one of my most anticipated matches of the entire weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, I cannot wait to see what happens in this one. Uh, and then also, you, oh, also, sorry, also
0: if, also if they already have plans for the guy, like if he's going to be in chaos or something, then Okada's is going to want him to look good.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Certainly.
0: Cause we don't know what's coming after it. Well, you know what I mean? Like, so th- yeah, this is such an interesting match and it's one that yeah, I'm super excited for
1: it. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Uh, and then the main events, uh, for battle in the Valley, uh, never open title, Jay White defending against Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, if Ishii loses, he can never challenge for the never open weight championship. Again, so what do you what do you make of this match? Do you think Tomar here does it in front of the San Jose faithful, or uh, does uh, Jay White move on?
0: Well, if Jay White loses the title. There's going to be a lot of speculation. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. We have a big report behind the paywall, five dollar tier, um, and then at least read what what I have reported, and then draw your own conclusions. But I happen to think Jay White is completely full of shit and is a worker's worker. I don't trust a word out of Jay White's mouth from the time Jay White quote tweeted Dave Meltzer with that baseball cap and got real cute with Dave Meltzer. I immediately thought he was full of shit and nothing that I have heard from anyone in that locker room or elsewhere has, has led me to change my mind. He's a worker. He's always working. Um, I, I, I personally believe he was under a seven year contract. I don't know when it's up, Um, but and I don't think a word he says publicly can be taken at face value. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's a worker. um. But if he loses this title to Ishii, it's going to spark a lot of conversation again. But I think he'll win. I think he'll return to Japan for Wrestle Kingdom and all that. Um, But I would strongly advise reading that paywall report, $5 tier, and then... Uh, and then watch the show this weekend.
1: Uh, Real quickly, Andrew Rich uh, in the chat room uh, brings up a very good point that Moose is the Impact World Champion, which I kind of forgot about, so...
0: Yeah, he's the he's he's the he's the favorite.
1: Yeah, the I would say I that that yeah that makes it a, a pretty much a mortal lock unless you really truly want to piss <laughs> Impact off. So. No, and I
0: think a lot of people are probably going into that show thinking that that's a juice win, but I I I you know Moose is the clear favorite yeah. in that match for all of these reasons.
1: And there, and there's a long game with 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 Moose. Yeah, you like you said Juice is probably done. Moose, you can maybe convince him, hey buddy, you know what I mean? Or you make a relationship with Impact and you say, hey, can we use Moose on X amount of shows? And and Impact should hopefully say yeah whatever that's fine as long you know protect him don't put him in you know yada 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 but sure go ahead you can use him every so often if you want and that, that would be i think beneficial for everybody because i think he'd fit like a glove in in, in domestic uh or a new band strong in america and then also in, in in japan as well so um there you go yeah but i'm with you on jy probably winning this match i think that probably works a little bit better but i'd be fascinated if tomo Rishi's holding that title it would definitely uh definitely cause a lot of speculation and uh some interesting discussions so uh, that is Battle in the Valley, and that is it for us here on the flagship. So, Joe, rest that voice up. We'll be back Saturday night for AW Full Gear. We're going live immediately following the show. Uh, so make sure you're on that $10 tier as soon as yep. possible. Like we said, don't miss a second of the show because we go live maybe five or ten minutes after. We don't want to wait for all you to upgrade and refresh and figure everything out. Upgrade now, patreon.com slash voicesofwrestling or uh, uh, voicesofwrestling.com slash patreon. Then you'll be good to go. Uh, for the $10 tier, instant reaction live immediately following uh, AEW Full Gear. We will review each and every match, give our ratings, give our thoughts, give our reactions. Like we said, one of our more popular shows every single time we do it. A uh, ton of activity in the chat room. It's just a party. It's a, it's a party on a Saturday night here for sure. So... um you are. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun little ride to, to jump in on. So $10 here, your Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling. Instant Reaction Live. Plenty of other stuff at Patreon as well if you want to jump in. Uh, uh, Tony Khan's uh, media call, we did that. We have a, a copy of that. Uh, I released a new episode of the Yes Movement. I released a new episode of CM Punk Best in the World. There's last week's Intelligentsia. There's this week's Thursday TV Reviews. There is a lot of stuff up there at Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling. So you will get your money's worth for sure. But again, Instant Reaction Live, immediately following Full Gear on Saturday. So Joe rest up that voice and uh, I'll talk to you on Saturday. Yeah, there we go. So for Joe lands, I'm rich. Critch. Talk to you
0: next time on the flight.